You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's well, that's not true, but <laughs> lately. Well, no, actually, we were. This is we did record last week, so technically, this is every week. Just this is a late recording. If you're listening to this on the day it dropped, Happy Thanksgiving from Blur Vision. Do they have Thanksgiving music? Oh, be thankful for turkey. Did you make that up? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that a Thanksgiving song? <laughs> yeah, I don't... No? Oh, come on, you faithful was Christmas, right? Yeah, it's Christmas. Mm. I feel like even Halloween has music. What? This is Halloween. This is Halloween. That or like, this is the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does Thanksgiving have a theme song? Oh, be thankful for turkey. <laughs> no, it's made up. You're making that up. <laughs> Well, unless you're a vegetarian. Well, no, you tofurkey. No, fuck veganism. <laughs> <laughs> I am firmly against it. I used to eat tofurkey. Don't, don't. And it wasn't that good. But yeah. <laughs> it just sound good. Nothing about that sounds good. But yeah, guys, this is our first podcast. We're recording in, what were we calling this? Because it was the Blurred Cave. Uh, then we moved to the, what was the gay tower? St- stand for the new name. What? Uh, the Safe Gaven. The Safe Gaven. Yeah. <laughs> Like safe haven. Yeah. I, or I was thinking though, I, I was I was vacillating between safe gaven or fortress of gayitude. But I think I like safe gaven. I, I also like safe gaven. <laughs> okay, so this is our first podcast. I should, get a pla- I should get a placard. Yeah. Safe gaven. Yeah, right here <laughs> over the table. Safe gaven. Yeah. So if we sound a little echoey, it's because we're in Michael's new apartment. So. And there's no furniture, so there's nothing to absorb the sound. Yeah. So we got a little bit of old time echo, 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 echo. But have you ever had uh, Yahoo Instant Messenger, where they had yeah. those like memes that talk, and it was one that was like, "Are you there? Are you there? Are you there?" <laughs> echo, echo, echo. Oh, throwback. <laughs> but these we're old. Yeah, we are. <laughs> We've got a bunch of things to talk about. Some things that Michael didn't fucking watch because he's trash and he's giving up I'm with the crisis. I'm over it. <laughs> No, I'm co- I'm gonna come back for the crisis. No, but, <laughs> so you don't wa- you're watching the fucking CW lately. But just like Arrow, this week's episode of fucking Arrow, you won't give up. No, that's actually the opposite. You did give up. <laughs> Unlike Arrow, you do give up. He well, never gives up. Somebody needs to bring me back, like Roy. Roy was in the last episode. Well, he gave up for a long time. <laughs> so just like in the last episode, somebody brought him back. You fucking. I, saw, I think man. I saw a clip. Diggle found him or some shit. Wait, did I not talk about that last episode? Because that was last week? Last one you talked about was uh, Mia and Oliver having an argument and Diggle finding out that his son was the fucking Deathstroke or whatever. So that means we're, because we're recording this late, I was able to watch this week's episode, which is technically supposed to be for next week. So I'm getting confused. Because this week was a better episode than last week's, and last week's had Roy in it. 
and it was all about bringing Roy back to the team. Homophobic. What? What? The, what? It's Colton Haynes is gay. You said the one he was in it wasn't that good. It wasn't that wasn't good. It's just that it wasn't as good as this week's. And because you're an asshole, you don't Homophobic. know this. But Flash and Arrow have been getting better. They've been getting better. Yes, that's such a ringing endorsement. <laughs> Oh, like, quit this good. podcast right now. I'm going to go watch it because you sound so good enthused. <laughs> it's, it's better. It's better. Well, Flash has been better, but Arrow's been on a pretty good clip the last couple of episodes. And this one's been really, was really good too. It, they brought back uh, Quentin Lance. You know, the series is ending, so they're bringing back all the old characters for like their last hurrahs. Yeah, Supergirl too. No, I gave yeah. up on that. <laughs> Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, if it's still a thing. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it is. I haven't even seen like commercials for it. I haven't seen anybody talking about it. People still watch that show? Well, I mean, I saw a thing that said Brandon Ralph was leaving, so that's the only way. I mean, yeah, I know it's still on. That's crazy. It's like, I, they don't even show commercials for it on the CW app. Because they gave up. <laughs> they're, just, they're, just it, they're just letting the contracts die out at this point. <laughs> but we also have uh, this week's main movie review, which is Frozen 2. You saw that, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever see uh, Dr. Sleep? No. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> that was good, too. You fucking asshole. Um, what else we got? Oh, and Watchmen. You saw the latest episode of that, right? Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, well, not for Watchmen. Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like... I'll figure out. I, I'm, I'm gonna see Doctor. I do want to see Doctor Sleep, but now I, I moved on, Jordan. I moved You've on. moved on. It was only like a week or two ago. Like it wasn't that long ago. Queen and Slim is this week. Oh, it is. Yes. Wait, it's coming out Thanksgiving weekend. Comes out today, actually, and Knives Out, which I want to see. Oh, both fuck. of them. Yeah, I'm torn now because I want to see both of those too. What do you think's me better? I mean, I'm not gonna be anti-black. I'm rooting for everybody black. <laughs> think it was anti-black to just it say is. if you think it's going to be better or Although, worse. I will say, I don't know if people are just waiting for the last minute or people are just racist <laughs> because usually if I have to work, I would always go to see a movie before my shift starts because my, my shift starts at 11. I work from 11 p.m. to 7.30 a.m. So I'll go see a movie at like 7. So if it's two hours, I'm out by at least 10 so I can get on the train to go to work. Okay. And I looked up tickets for Queen of Slim in New York. Literally, I would be the only person in the theater. <laughs> I have, and all the times I've been going to the movies in New York, I've never seen a New York theater that empty. It's a weird and I was like, time. "No, no, no, no!" It has nothing to do with the time because I looked up Knives Out theaters packed. Oh, I was like, "Never racist. mind." <laughs> I'm like, not even black. I was like, "Where are the black people?" To be fair, though, if I were a person Thanksgiving weekend that had a family and we going to see a family movie, I feel like Knives Out ironically, is better for Thanksgiving weekend than Queen yeah, of Slim. Yeah, but still, come on. <laughs> hey, fam, you want to go watch a family kill each other? <laughs> Hell yeah, let's see that for Thanksgiving. Or Black Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> and, it's not, and I was like, okay... Maybe because it's a Wednesday. Maybe that's why people aren't going. So I checked Thursday. I checked Friday. Empty. I was like, what is going on? I'm like, do people just not know about this movie? Or maybe they're just electing to see it on a different weekend or whatever because they want to see Knives Out more. Other than the theater, I haven't really seen any advertisements for it. I saw the trailer in the theaters and that's about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Trash. Racist. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But you know who's not racist? Our one iTunes reviewer. 
It's a repeat reviewer. It's our old pal, Awesome Nick. Uh, he says, a five-star review, a must-listen. Uh, if you're looking for a nerdy podcast with conflicting views and opinions that challenge what you think, you found the right podcast. And that's not what you're looking for. This is good, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, ta- I'll take it. What a glowing review. <laughs> awesome. And if we're not looking for that, they're all right, I guess. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, I said I was going to do the like the uh, the raffle this week, but... You didn't do it? No, I didn't do it. <laughs> so I'm going to give you guys one more week. I'm going to say it's because of Thanksgiving, but it's not because I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm say, what's your excuse going to be next week? <laughs> so we got one more week. So you got until next week's podcast to uh, leave an iTunes review because you'll be entered automatically into the raffle to be a guest co-host in the podcast. So last chance, guys. And on that note, let's get into emails. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. This is hard. This new, this new table setup makes it difficult to read from my phone and also have my mouth against like, the mic. Have your f- Oh, oh God! <laughs> Explosion! <laughs> Not so easy, is it, Michael? <laughs> Bomb just went up. Well, I'm like, read it like this. But I can't because if, I think if you do that, remember how before we got those weird clicking noises? I think it's my phone. I put the phone oh. too close to the, like over here. Let me see. Testing. So if you guys can hear clicking right now, it's because my phone's near the, uh, the receiver. You don't have headphones? I'm not with me. Oh, well, she's trash. Yeah. And you know why I don't have my headphones? My cats ate them literally this weekend. Wait, I have headphones. Okay. I don't know if oh. it can go in the hole. Pause. <laughs> That's also a reason why I'm delaying the um, the co-host thing, because the I don't, I don't know if this is the right size. I think maybe the uh, the headphone splitter that we use when you have a co-host for Skype. Mm-hmm. My cats ate through that because well, they're fucking. You, you need new cats. No, they're assholes. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it fits. Let me check. Maybe it's because of the 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 uh, the radio radio. Is that the right word? The signal. Yeah. Put it on airplane mode to see if that changes it. But then I can't read emails. Why not? If you already got one open, if you got one open, open the email, oh, read it. Oh, you're right. <laughs> wait, hold on, airplane mode. La 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 la. Is it? Is I, it is I don't. It? I don't hear anything. Maybe okay. that is it. So that yeah, that is that works. Oh, ah, we solved it. Oh, we solved it. <laughs> right, I'm gonna keep these on just in case. All right. So our first email comes from Nick Cabral, and he says, "Blue dildo context." So the I'm already blue, liking this email. <laughs> so uh, the blue um, pleasure instrument that we see in Silk Spectre episode was a gift from Night Owl after they broke up. She says it was his final fuck you from him. This is from the in-show website called Pedipedia. Pedipedia. What is that? It's a... Uh, Michael knows all. But, <laughs> no, I don't. But no, it's a thing that they have on... You're older and that's all knowing. <laughs> To it's, quote Frozen 2. <laughs> it's a thing that they have on uh, HBO.com where it's basically, you know, the guy that she brought with her, the FBI guy that was a yeah. uh, historian. Oh, yeah, Petey. Oh, yeah. Petey. So Petey he, has, he has like, obviously not the actor, but the writers of the show have a bunch of uh, like uh, Easter egg tidbits or behind the scene tidbits regarding the show. So you get to find out what happened between Silk Spectre and uh, Night Owl, between Watchmen and Now, how they broke up and where he where is he and they so they release stuff like that on there and I so I went to the website once I was like this is long I'm not reading this oh wow I'm about to ask you math follow up questions like wait T- so they broke up like T- TLDR <laughs> too long didn't read but if they broke up why does she care about getting him out of prison I mean just because 
they broke up doesn't mean she wants them locked up. Yeah, okay. All right. So that also that's awkward. I mean, she told PD after they had sex. By the way, I'm only here because my blue dildo, I didn't feel like using it tonight. <laughs> like, what? I mean... How does he know all that information? He's a historian. He figures it out. <laughs> that's fucking weird. I saw an interview with her on... Some late night show where she was talking about the blue. Seth Myers. Seth Myers. You saw that? I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That was awkward. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, oh, yeah. When I saw that in the script, I was like, what? All right. Thanks for the information, Nick. Um, Kind of a weird fuck you, too. It's like a literal fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Literal, yeah. Yeah, but like, I'm trying to think of, I put myself in Night Owl. But part of me is like, I don't think I would do that. Well, not even just that, but I'm like, is that really a fuck you though? Exactly. Like, I feel like it's almost an insult to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like if I was dating a girl and she was like telling me about this NBA player she used to date. Especially because I'm like, I'm pretty dick. sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's bigger, thicker than you are. For sure. <laughs> unless, was, unless Night Owl, I don't know. Night Owl might got something. <laughs> nah, bro. He couldn't even keep it up. You, you remember the fucking movie slash comic? What? Wait, I know that happened in a comic, but did that happen in a movie? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Remember they tried to have sex first and he couldn't get up and then they, it's a plot point. And then he only could get up after they fight crime together. Then they have sex. I don't remember. Yeah. Like I said, I remember in the comic. And then they the do movie. that funny thing where he... Where they're fucking, he hits the button for the flamethrower and it goes off like it's come. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, that's what you remember? Yeah, I, I remember that part. I remember all the cum shots. Wow. But uh, but yeah, if I was dating an NBA player and my girlfriend told me he had a giant dick, after we broke up, I wouldn't give her like, yeah, remember how you said he had a giant dick? Here's a dildo the size of his dick. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel bad. Like, oh wait, I'm whack. She might be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm gonna go use it. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> um, let's see. Next email comes from. Next email comes from Black Mass. Oh, these are the uh, the other blurred podcasters. Black Gay Comic Geek, <laughs> Mandalorians, and Watchmen. Hey guys, over here we love the Watchmen show. We love the fact that the director has combined the Watchmen world with ours. The fourth episode exposing that the Senator was part of this Calvary, a racist underground organization, was fitting for our, of our world. Which is realistic because I bet you there have been and still are many politicians that are part of the KKK. Facts. Hopefully there is an episode dedicated to what happens exactly after Watchmen Doomsday where Rorschach's journal is revealed. Uh, Mandalorian on Star Wars is a great show. I think they talk about that in uh, the PDPedia. That you didn't read? No. But I, <laughs> but I think I've, I've heard uh, Damon Lindelof like, briefly mention it. Well, something something similar. Well, thank you for that half information. <laughs> so, half is better than nothing. <laughs> Mandalorian. If you want more knowledge, go, do the, go learn yourself. <laughs> I can only open the door for you, but I can't let you walk through it with me. <laughs> Mandalorian and Star Wars is a great show. To further explain the Mandalorians and Star Wars doctrine, man, all these shows have like required reading, like a homework, like homework. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, back in my day, yeah, reading, you just watch what you get. Exactly. Just watch it, and get all the information you need. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, more information about the Mandalorians and their backstories. Their dick smells like fucking tar because they don't take showers. <laughs> Gross. In Star Wars Doctrine, the Mandalorians were very vast and were of many races. That they were all bounty hunters in the universe. So think of them as an assassin's guild. So one day the Mandalorians split into two groups. One group, the anti-Mandalorians, go to Jango Fett's homeworld. 
when he was a little boy and kills his entire family. Uh, he then was rescued by the Mandalorian. He is then raised and trained by them. Uh, to skip a few comics, Jango Fett eventually becomes the last Mandalorian, kills all the anti-Mandalorians and some Jedi that are in his way. This then interests Count Dooku, who gets his DNA to make clones. You all know the rest. So can't wait to see how Disney Plus incorporates how Boba Fett passed the torch on to the Mandalorian. Huh. So that means all of the Mandalorians... But I'm also like, are they going to... Are they even going to mention Boba Fett in this? I mean, so that, wait, I'm confused though. Does that mean all the Mandalorians that are in the Mandalorian are clones of Jango Fett? I don't think so. Because Jango and Pedro look nothing alike. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I'm confused. Who are the Mandalorians now? Like, who who's in that order? I mean, aren't they just a race of hum- race of humans that have a religion, like human-like creatures that have a religion? Yeah, but didn't he just say something about the Mandalorians all being killed off except for Jango Fett, and he was the last one, and that was all pre-original maybe trilogy. They, maybe they restarted it. I don't know. Oh, I've just got more questions. <laughs> uh, also, the challenge that we keep talking about has trivia from five categories. Well, clearly, in this one email, you demonstrated you know way more about this shit than we do. So, I don't think this is fair. Uh, anime, DC, Marvel, fantasy, and other sci-fi shows. If you are real blurs, you will accept. Email us back if you're not scared. I don't know. I'm kind of scared, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit. <laughs> this is the way. And he's got like a whole posse. Like, it's not... It's like 10 names here. Achilles, A-Train. Remember that whole? It's like a... They're, they're their own Mandalorian. Yeah, I was just about to say, they're, they're the, the Mandalorians that showed up at the end. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, me and Michael are like the, the, the fucking pig guy. We have spoken. Yeah, pig, guy's, pig guy's badass. Okay, so we're not even him? What the <laughs> no, fuck? we're not. We're those fucking... We're the, the fucking... Uh, the, the rhino thing. Well, no, the rhino's kind of badass. We're the Jawa. Yeah, we're the Jawas. Egg! Egg! You da do da ba da! Egg! Oh, egg! Uh, let's see. Next email comes from Danny Villasenor. If all shown in anime were to have a tournament of power type fight thing, who do you think would win in the entirety of it? Well, that's it. Stay under my blurties. And as always, go beyond plus ultra. Keep doing what y'all doing. Did this... So Michael doesn't feel bad about him not doing much. Wow! Wow! <laughs> We're in his very fancy apartment right now, so he's doing a lot of stuff. Uh, Michael doesn't feel bad at him about not having a life. You don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you don't know me. Um, so if all shonen anime were to have a tournament of power type fight, who do you think would win? I mean, that's not fair. I feel like Dragon Ball Z is like overpowered as fuck. Zenosama. I mean, I guess so. But maybe he means like main characters. Zeno-sama. Okay, so Zeno wins. Um, I think Death Note would win because he'd know everybody's names. <laughs> he'd write them all down. I don't know. I mean, it's a tournament, right? So they all have to put their names in, a, in the bracket list. So. How long would it take for him to write it down as opposed to like Goku using a super speed? He, he would write their names down before the tournament started. So then when the tournament starts, everybody would instantly have heart attacks. Well, Light wins. <laughs> Goku survived a heart attack, so. <laughs> There's no Trunks medication this time. Uh, next email comes from New York Rep Revival. The subject is bad acting. Hey, homies. Been a while. In watching a lot of old Arrowverse in preparation for Crisis, I realized how important casting is. Look at Stephen Amell. Perfect casting. And he's only gotten better as an actor over the years. I agree with that. Watch season one compared to later seasons. I would even venture to say he would be a really good Batman. 
Watch the f- him in this show called Dante's Cove. He was terrible. <laughs> Is that like an old show? Yeah, it's a gay show. Was he gay? His character was, but he didn't. It wasn't revealed until season two, and he but he left by that point, so somebody else replaced him. Young baby Steven? Yeah. His uh, acting was terrible. <laughs> Uh, on the flip side, shitting casting ruins everything, i.e. Ruby Rose's Batwoman. Shit acting. I agree with that. She's not charismatic. I think I said that before in the Batwoman review. No. Yeah. Um, who are you guys' favorite, worst, and dream casting for a character? That's a lot of questions. Who are you guys' favorite, worst, and dream casting for a character? Wow. Uh, you could probably choose Robert one Downey of those. Jr. Favorite ever? Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess we're going to stick with superheroes. Make it easier. Um, worse ever. Brie Larson. <laughs> she's the worst ever. I don't think she's the worst no, ever. she's not the worst As ever. much as I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Okay. Ghost Rider. Yeah. You remember that shit? Scratch against the door. <laughs> he was so weird in that. Um, I don't know. And dream casting. Dream Dream casting. casting. Mm. Trying to think of somebody that jumps out at me. What? <laughs> We're going to be here forever. <laughs> it's like, I know it's something so obvious. I'm just not thinking about That's like probably something like, oh, why don't you choose that? Dream. Cast. Oh, 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 oh. What? Yeah. What? Duh. John Krasinski is my Reed Richards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. I co signed that one. No, you can't. You got to come up with your own. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Get your own dream. Stop mooching on mine. All right. Uh, damn, that's not my dream, though. I was going to be like, Zach Efron as Human Torch. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no. I would like it, but it's not my dream casting. I got nothing. <laughs> I can't think. How about Henry Cavill as a good Superman? <laughs> like, if they gave him some actual good material to chew on. At this point. Even in Man of Steel. At this I like point, Man I'm Steel. like, Henry Cavill, come over to Marvel. Be Captain Britain. <laughs> I could see that. That'd be good, too. Yeah. Dreamcasting. God damn it. I know it's something super obvious. Anyway. Alright. And you took, you took a good one for the favorite too. Robert Downey Jr. That's a good easy one. I mean Chris Evans too. I've got one but it's like it's like a debate. Logan. I think Hugh Jackman also was really good. Yeah he is. Yeah. And he didn't fit the part. Like if you were to ask me if he's, he's my favorite though. Well. He's up there but I don't know if he's more than Robert. Yeah, I could watch Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark do anything. <laughs> Iron Man makes a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I watch an hour of that. <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of another one. Dream dream casting. Dream casting. I know there's so many things I'm just not thinking about that are fucking obvious. Um, I just think about like big actors and what roles you would like to see them in. But I'm not. I'm, my brain is not working. Luke Evans is Namor. I dream? I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if yeah. that's a dream. Dream's hard. Dream's, yeah. a, dream's a big one. I think you got a good one with the uh, the John Krasinski. That needs to happen, but it, it won't. <laughs> no, it won't. All right, moving on. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Not a lot of time. Next email comes from Diamante Sharp. Subject is no topic. Hey there, comic webhead and Nifflin Rising. Oh God, <laughs> I couldn't think. Who of are any- those people? Yeah, right. I couldn't think of anything to send, so here are my highlights. Highlights: Michael's My Ninja Story. Jordan didn't cry during My Hero. Blasphemous. Uh, Storm is a true goddess. 
the Batman casting is stupid. Jamie's last episode. Oh, oh. Speaking of which, fuck you. You still, have you? A, you, still, you still have a red house and powers of X. We're no. supposed to talk and do a whole episode. Yeah. We need to do that for the fucking uh, Patreon episode this this month. First of all, I said we should do that for a Patreon episode. And you're like, no, we should do it on the main show. Like, you know, we talked about it on the show. We well, that was before it. it was the end of the month. We know the Patreon episode. <laughs> so now. Anyway, Jamie's last episode. Remember asking about that? Yes. Jamie's last episode was episode 64, The Bright Review. So it was a dark day in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this review was bright. Yeah. You guys also talked about Doomsday Clock issue two. Wow. Wow. Is that even done yet? I don't even know. <laughs> Raged about Spider-Man 2. Wow. I remember that. And reviewed Zodiac Wars. That's it. See you guys next podcast. Stay blurty. You heard me. Thank you for that walk down memory lane, Diamante. Look, yeah. Episode 64. Yeah. Episode 66, another week without Jamie, but don't be a crybaby. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> We're like Seymour in Futurama. We're still waiting for it to come back. Episode 67, Jamie is MIA again this week, so brace yourselves. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> we waited still, for you, we Fry. We're still looking for her. Uh, and then episode 68, you don't even mention her. <laughs> this week on Blurry Vision. We gave up on Jamie. She doesn't exist. <laughs> How many episodes is that? Like what? Four? You got four episodes of that being around before you disappear. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> you get wiped from the timeline. And we got a special guest, Joe, raffle winner. Uh, well, history repeats because we're doing it again. Uh, next email comes from snakebob at yahoo.com. Titans. Did you guys see Nightwing's Titan suit? I saw it on the Instagrams. Yes. Uh, it looks amazing. Just an off-topic thing. Did any of you see the comment T made about his daughter? T? T.I.? T.I. made about his daughter? Oh, yeah. He takes her to the doctor to see if she still has her hymen. Yeah, trash. What? You didn't know about this? No. Yeah. This is something you talk about publicly? (laughs) I I don't know who asked. I don't know what type of question you had to ask for him to come out and say that. What? Yeah, he did. He came out and talked about how... I don't don't know how it uh, came about, but yeah, he's saying that with his daughter, he makes sure... That she's still a virgin. He don't want her running around, possibly getting pregnant or whatever. So when he goes to the gynecologist, he makes the doctor tell her. Or he makes her give the doctor permission to tell him whether she still has her hymen. Whoa. <laughs> um, T.I. needs to take a lesson from Elsa and let it go. Let it go. That's really fucking weird, bro. <laughs> oh, he's taking another... Uh, cue from Elsa. He wants to go into the unknown. No, <laughs> of his daughter's hymen. Into the unknown. <laughs> Little pitchy. Uh, between that and the Kanye West, uh, that and Kanye West, I think when black people get money, they do dumb shit. I mean, they rappers lose their minds. I guess I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with that. So I'm just gonna walk I gonna away. Say, I was gonna say Oprah didn't do anything dumb. Okay, yeah, all right, there's that. <laughs> uh, next email comes from uh, Jamal DeMarco. Hey, guys, hope all is well. Jordan, recently you've shown concern about not getting those tear-jerking episodes that you're used to getting in My Academia. And as a manga reader, I thought I could offer you a perspective that could help with getting the most out of this ongoing arc. And don't worry, unlike others, I'm looking at you, Michael, 
there won't be any spoilers. Yeah, Michael. I don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. You know exactly don't what blame, talking about. Don't blame me. Blame Jordan. Oh, how, how are you going to blame me? If you could have cut it out. Oh. You're the editor. No, no. no. If I had to suffer, everyone has to suffer. We all take the hit together. Uh, contrary to popular belief, the current arc that the anime is going through was split in opinion, really, between manga readers as being either pointless and boring, what? Or epic and heartbreaking, what? That's a pretty big divide. It's like The Last Jedi all over again. Oh my god, it is. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Not my academia. <laughs> no, he's gonna, yeah. oh, gonna throw the so, lightsaber over his shoulder. Saying, which side are we gonna fall on? Oh my god, I hope not on the I don't like it side. I can't. My heart couldn't take it. Um, in my oh, opinion, the mighty have fallen. Oh no, <laughs> no. In my opinion, this is caused by people either fully investing in the new characters or not caring about them and waiting on their already established favorites to get some shine. Based off of this, I would strongly advise emotionally investing in all the new characters as much as you can if you really want to be fulfilled with this arc. He's like, you better care yeah. faster, bro. Either Because if you don't, you're not going to give a fuck about this arc. But, I mean, so far, I care about the new characters. Yeah, I like Mario. Yeah. I was even talking about how he's the only person to me that's expendable. And if he does die, I, I would fucking be heartbroken because I love him. Yeah, Karashima getting more shine. But he's not a new character. He's not a new character, but he's getting more shine. So, yeah. you're seeing more of him. Who else is new? The other big three? Yeah, the big three and the new heroes that there's. Oh, like Night Eye and shit? Yeah, Night Eye and the chick that's uh, teaching Toga. Toga Duff? Whatever her quirk is. Yeah, whatever her quirk is. Looking edgy. (laughs) That's her quirk. Or the black guy. Got a black guy in my hero. Oh. (laughs) Even though he's like. (laughs) Eye roll. Yeah. Okay, when we get to that, we got to talk. Don't don't forget that part (laughs) because. I saw some people online like, oh, yeah, we got got some black representation in my hero. I'm like. Y'all take any scraps and make it out to be like something like, yeah, we got one. I'm like, is he all my level. <laughs> no. no, and and it, thematically, even what he is is a like a superhero. It's it's a little racist. <laughs> he's like an Olympian or something. He's a shot putter. Yeah, something like what that. What the fuck? <laughs> he's like uh like if Usain Bolt. I don't think they said where his quirk was. Though. They haven't, but in the next episode they show him like throwing a discus or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it'd be like the equivalent if it was a basketball quirk. Like, <laughs> that, that might be it. Uh, let's see. As a big fan of this arc uh, and the series as a whole, I hate to see another big fan soured on it because they were possibly looking at it the wrong way. That being said, I hope this helps. You guys keep up the great work. Love your movie reviews on YouTube, Michael. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. But anyway, side note. Right. <laughs> That reminds me. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. What's of up? Of the black guy from uh, what fucking One Punch Man. It's like, oh, it's a black guy in One Punch. Oh, it's a oh, black guy in One Punch Man. <laughs> he's just fucking naked and glistening with big fucking popo lips. Yeah. Yeah. He's mm. just a brute. Yeah. Oh, I think that was the last email, actually. Yep. Yeah, it was. So on that note, let's jump right into main topics of the week. Let's start with Frozen 2. This is it. Everyone ready? The past is not what it seems. You must go north. Find the truth. I'm going with you. Anna? No. Excuse me, I climbed the North Mountain, survived a frozen heart, and saved you from my ex-boyfriend, so... Promise me we do this together, okay? I promise. 
answers about the past. I believe in you, Elsa. More than anyone or anything. Frozen 2. Is the whole putting us in mortal danger going to be a regular thing? And for those that know a race through here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Ketchupon. So, Michael, Frozen 2. The must-anticipated follow-up of one of the highest-grossing fucking animated movies of all time. It was not only a, a, a cultural phenomenon, it echoed through the years with the fact that Let It Go became this fucking revolutionary song, played on the radio, ad nauseum, people went from loving it to hating it, so that's how you know it's popular. <laughs> yeah. And... You know, leading up to Frozen they made 2. Broadway, they made a Broadway musical about it. They oh. made The characters were so popular that they fast-tracked them into Once Upon a Time. Oh, God. Ruined Once Upon yeah, a Time. Yeah, they ruined Once Upon a Time. <laughs> Spin-offs for days. They shoved Frozen's dick into Coco. And Coco, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, was it all worth it to get to this point? Was Frozen 2 the sequel we all hoped it was? Or was it a Disney sequel? You know what I mean by that. <laughs> was it an Aladdin 2? Was it a Be- Beauty and the Beast 2? Was it a Lion King? You know, I like Lion King too. <laughs> I was going to say, I like Return of Jafar. Yeah. Don't, don't disrespect Return Look, of Jafar. Look, like I think it was okay, but was it Aladdin 1? No, no but still. <laughs> I think the only Disney sequel I kind of liked, not quite on par, but like pretty good, was Lion King 2. I feel like that actually... I've seen it, but I don't even remember. Well, it had great songs. I think that's the only Disney sequel I think that had comparable. That's why I liked it as much as comparably with the its only songs. song I remember is uh, the the actual they had he lives in you in it. Well, he lives in you, you Pendy, and you Pendy. He's not one of us. No, he no. is not one of us. He will never be one of. You don't remember that song? No. <laughs> wow. Zira's lullaby. Lullaby. No. <laughs> Sleep, my little Kovu. Let your dreams take wing. One day when okay, you're you, big you and strong. Stop, you sound terrible. <laughs> my pitchy. <laughs> nah, you're not Hugh Jackman. Well, that's my favorite quote from uh, Frozen 2. <laughs> yeah, she's a little pitchy. She's a little pitchy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. What were your impressions of Frozen 2? Was it worth the wait? I didn't realize. Because we were anticipating it from the trailers. Yeah, I didn't realize Frozen 1 came out in 2013. That I was, was like... a long time ago. Damn, it's been that long? Seven... Yeah, almost seven years. Oh, almost seven years. Yeah. It's a long time. It's a fucking long time. But, Which uh, makes sense, because a lot of Frozen 2's theme is about growing up. Which actually is also what, kind but of But even then, of, it, didn't, it didn't take place seven years later, or whatever. It didn't? No. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no one really ages that much. Yeah. Weird. Usually when they do stuff like that, they try and... Age the characters up with no, the no, time I mean, that passed. Incredibles, they didn't do that. Yeah. But its theme wasn't about growing up. This one was like, all the songs were basically about like, hey, you know, things change, but sometimes they can stay the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Fro- <laughs> so Frozen 1, I liked Frozen 1, but I thought the storyline. You didn't love Frozen 1? No. Wait. 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 Did you love Frozen 1? Yes. What would you have rated Frozen 1? I, <laughs> I would have gave Frozen 1 a low more than passable. 
I mean, it's not as low as I thought you were going to go. But I get perfect vision. I love that movie. No, I, the only thing the I like. The twist villain at the time, the even though it's become Frozen, a trope now. The thing about Frozen 1 that I liked was the music. But other than that, I was like. They were bangers. Yeah, the music was great. Yeah. But I was like, that's it. I could go. I could listen to the soundtrack. I have no interest in seeing you this movie. You don't like the story? I have, no, like interest, I have no interest in seeing this movie again. Wait, what's that his name? What was the villain's name? Uh, Hans? Hans Gruber. <laughs> close i think it was hans right i don't know yeah well I whatever so. yeah yeah maybe i don't know yeah I, like that was a that was back before disney was really like making fun of itself and that was like the, one of the first times it like had a whole movie dedicated to like remember those disney tropes they're ridiculous like anna's whole arc is about that yeah i, I thought for the time it was revolutionary i was like oh fuck yeah the guy that you think is gonna be the one to kiss her and and, and break the spell was the the villain of the story that was like at the time like a brand new concept yeah, that was cool. Didn't like it. But it still sucked. Wow, wow. <laughs> okay. It, it didn't suck, but... Like, like, like I said, after I got out of Frozen 1, I was like, okay, I enjoyed it, but I mostly... I enjoyed the songs way more than I enjoyed the movie itself. Like, wow. I would listen to the... Sound, and I even still to this day, I would play the soundtrack every so often. Bangers. How I'd build a snowman into... But, but in terms of like... Let it go yeah. into... Love is an open door. But yeah, but bangers. in terms of like... Seeing the movie again, I was like, "Yeah, it's not pro- it's not something I'd buy on Blu-ray." Really? Yeah. Wow, that's just and that's surprising. But okay, I feel the exact opposite for Frozen Two. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only gay person I've talked to. How dare you? <laughs> that that has this exact. How, how same dare impression. you? How dare you diminish me to my sexuality? <laughs> well, I think it's just it's just interesting that I had the exact opposite reaction. But you're not the, and as flabbergasted as I am right now about your impression of Frozen 2 compared to Frozen 1, I had this exact same conversation already. And I was like, how? Now wait, who is this other? You're not supposed to know other gay people besides me. <laughs> My world's vast. <laughs> I don't like it. Who is this person? I'm going to kill them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dark. Uh, uh, Pink Ranger from Unworthy. Oh, that's fine. She's a lesbian. Yeah, it's a girl, so yeah. I don't care. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not jealous anymore. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I had the exact opposite reaction. Like, just like I said, the story was kind of weak and frozen. I you feel, think the story was better than this? I think the story was better than this. This podcast is <laughs> Walking away. <laughs> I enjoyed the story in this. What? And, and, uh, the, but the music, I felt, was weaker in this. Like, okay. I think All right. there's only one song... From Frozen Two that I can even remember unknown, unknown. Yeah. But the rest of them, I enjoyed them while I was in the movie, like the little Kristoff '80s song that he was singing. Oh, I fucking hated that song. About Anna. I thought it was funny. It was, I li- it was funny, but I would never listen to it again. That's what I'll say. I laughed. <laughs> I thought it was funny, but in terms of like, I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even name a sentence from that song. Did you get the direct reference of that? It was like, I don't know. It was like an 80s music, I, I music, musical. I also was like, boy band? It's Michael Bolton. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. yeah, I figured it was just like an 80s musical. Yeah, basically. But other than that, I, like, obviously with the technology and the time, like the animation and the CGI looked way better. Oh yeah, for sure. The, the, like, graphically, you can't compare it. This is, looks way better. Yeah, and uh, I think the thing I really liked is this... Episode, this 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 version doubled really doubled down on the relationship between Anna and Elsa. Like I still go back to that line that she said, like you can't run into fire. Stop running into fire to come after me. And it's like, well then stop running into fire. Mm. Don't, don't don't look at me like that. <laughs> I, I I hear your points. 
You're wrong, but no, I hear your I'm voice. right. I really enjoyed this 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 uh, this this movie. Okay, like even just Elsa, like, and finally, because even in well, because I was gonna say, in in Let It Go, she was still kind of like like the whole point of Let It Go and Frozen One was supposed to be her coming into herself. But even but then, she still the she still movie, it's it, like, uh, but I'm not though. I'm still insecure, and I still I didn't, I didn't really let it go. <laughs> like, but that was the whole song. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, the whole. I mean, this movie kind of like they kind of double or backtracked on a lot of stuff because, like, even on uh, Frozen One, like she always talks. Oh, the cold never bothered me. Dude, anyway. the cold literally bothered her in this movie. Thank you for bringing up my points. I was like, yeah, I was I like, want a smash the, cut that that scene from Frozen One. The cold never bothered me anyway. I was to like, the moment yeah, in Frozen Two. I was like, that's I was the like, biggest. What? That's the biggest like gripe I have. I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> Oh man, this is not what I thought was gonna happen with this review. But continue. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. What you thought I was gonna hate it? Yes. <laughs> oh, no, I loved it. I didn't know you didn't like the first one. So no, it's... no I didn't dislike the first one. No, I just like this one better. Like I would get, I would actually go back and watch Frozen Two and buy it on Blu-ray compared oh. to Frozen One. But why though? If you don't even like the the songs in it, I mean, that's like a big chunk because of the movie. The, the story I think was better. Like that they told through all, all the songs that didn't have any good hooks because they were they're too busy explaining the plot in the songs. <laughs> Not even just that, but then just like the 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 seeing the the cast, the characters coming together, and but they I, didn't come together. The they entire came, last act didn't have them together. They did come together. <laughs> no, they didn't have the movies. I'm split up. Fuck you. <laughs> they came together to go to the enchanted forest. That was just all of a sudden the thing in this movie. <laughs> oh, by the way, remember that enchanted forest? Once upon a once, a once upon a time, <laughs> once upon a time's off the air. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I I had fun. Fuck you, I had to give it hey, a perfect. I'm not trying to take away from I, you. Man. I gave it a perfect vision. You give it a perfect vision. <laughs> Oh. Or a high more than because pa- I'm like nah, I still didn't like the songs. A high more than passable. I saw about to- okay. All right. Well. <laughs> There was a lot of there was a lot of gay subtext in this too. Between who? Between Anna, I mean not Anna, between Elsa and that other chick. That that one conversation they had, that, I thought that was weird too. I was no, like, they was they were they scissored each other after the movie was over. But why wasn't she? And also and also, Kristoff and that other guy. That helped her. That helped him figure out how to propose to Anna. <laughs> but he's with Anna. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I was like. Yeah. This seems kind of gay. I kind of agree with you with the conversation between Elsa and that one girl. But it was like, why was she only a character for that one scene? Because of Disney. They're like, we can't, we can't just put this in there. I agree with you, though. I felt like that was supposed to be something. Like, I felt like it was supposed to be more of a, a character arc for her and that other chick. I'm like, why introduce that girl if there's no, and have this weird chemistry between them and then have her never come back? Something got cut. I'm sure of it. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, probably. But yeah, for me, it's. I I respect your opinion. No, fuck you. But you're wrong. <laughs> Especially if you're gonna compare it directly to Frozen. Where's one. the other gay girl? Gays unite. <laughs> <laughs> All the gays versus me. I I just feel like story wise and thematically, the first movie had way more impact. Like the the best song in this, Into the Unknown. I felt like it didn't even earn the emotion that the the song had in the no, moment. They, they tried to they tried to pull. Uh, it was too much. It was it too go, much, too fast. Let it go. It was like singing vibes. "Let It Go." Yeah, it and it was. I was sitting there going like, in the animation they had her moving like it was. She was like so into the song. But I'm like, 
it'd be the equivalent of making Let It Go the first song in Frozen 1. And I'm like, you, you gotta build up to that. You can't just be like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling all these emotions in the very beginning of the movie. I'm like, I gotta get to the place where I feel like that character has earned that moment, but I didn't feel that at all in this. Especially because it felt like I just got thrown into the plot in Frozen 2, where I was like, I know there's a problem from the very first scene where a, they, they flash back to young Anna and young Elsa, and they do this thing where they have the parents tell them this bedtime story that ends up becoming the exposition for the entire movie. And I'm like, at a certain point, when he's telling the story, I was like, oh, this is the plot. (laughs) (laughs) And when you try to shoehorn in all your story with like the father telling the story and then the mother telling more of the story, that almost never goes well. We had to shoehorn all your exposition in the very first scenes before the, the title card even drops. Like, when has that ever worked out? I want to get it out the way. That's not a good thing. <laughs> but then I feel like it doesn't get out the way because the entire movie is explaining a bunch of things that have to do with, like, how Elsa's powers work. and Which is not a bad thing, like, to a certain extent, but how the movie plays it out it feels like the exposition just keeps happening throughout the entire movie to the point where all the songs are kind of just explaining the plot and what has to be the next move for the characters to make for the plot to keep moving forward. I wanted this movie to be like X-Men, like in the terms of like, I thought like the elementals that we see in the trailers were going to be other people that Elsa would uh, find. I don't have some kind of like either conflict with or or some deeper understanding of her powers, but what they ended up doing with the Enchanted Forest, I that whole plot is problematic to me. From the the we'll get into it when we get into spoilers, but the grandfather stuff, the how Elsa's powers ultimately work, the unexplained things with her when she does discover how her powers work, and what the repercussions that happen from that moment, uh, the stuff that happens with with Olaf because of that. I was like a big like, really? We're really going to spend all this time doing this? I know you're not going to commit to this. And what happens? They didn't commit to it at all. Yeah. They couldn't even commit. For for the themes this movie builds up about like, uh, like finding the truth about your past and being like, like uh, uh, what's the word? Feeling like, it feels like there's, almost like there's like white guilt in this movie that Elsa has when she discovers the secret of her past. And I feel like there should have been some kind of consequence from that. But the way the end of the movie even plays out. I would say it's Disney. You can't. <laughs> but like you. Th- th- there was a thing that happens at the end of the movie where it's like. And I'm getting the spoilers when we get into it. But just for now, for the vague non-spoilers. There's things that happen at the end of the movie where it's like. Well, if we do this, something bad's going to happen. But at least this has already been put in place. So the worst thing can't happen. So if this happens, it's bad. But it's not, it can't be, it, it could be recovered from. But they didn't even do that. <laughs> it was like, oh, consequence, nah, reverse that. I'm like, so what the fuck was the lesson? <laughs> there was no lesson here. Everybody wins. There's no, there's no repercussions for the, the things that happened in the past that were bad. Everybody wins. <laughs> it's like, and there's a million questions I even have about like why the things that happened with the Enchanted Forest even happened in the way that they happened. It's all very vague. But it's just it, to hear you say that you like the story more than one. I'm just I'm baffled by that because to me this is way more convoluted. It has way less character drama and way less character impact when it comes to the characters and the relationships. I feel like the relationship between Anna and Elsa 
were way sh- was was played out way sh- stronger in the first movie and in a more satisfying and more and a, a much better well paced way. I feel like the pacing in one was way better than this one. There's a lot of times in the movie where I'm like, so what's happening now? Oh, we're gonna get to the next point point A to point B. Got you. We're gonna get another journey and we're gonna walk a little bit further and now another plot thing's gonna happen and we're gonna keep doing that until the end of the movie. Like I trash. I, I can't agree, I can't agree with you when it comes, when you say that you thought the story was better, especially. I think the story was way weaker. Trash. And the characters were weaker. You don't agree with that? No. You think the characters are stronger? I like Anna. Anna was Anna was way funnier in this one. I don't even like what they did with Anna's character. I, I feel like Anna's character, also thematically, they left a lot on the table that should have been dealt with. Her whole arc in this movie seems to be that she can't let go of Elsa. It's like the opposite. Elsa couldn't let go in the first movie, but in this movie, it's like Anna can't... Even though Elsa's super capable, it's like Anna has this, like... uh, What's the word? Codependency? Codependency. She's very protective of Elsa. She's like a parent that can't let her kid go to daycare for the first time and, and have confidence that her kid will be able to take care of it on her own. But... That theme never comes back for Anna, even though I felt like Anna. it was really Anna. Even though I felt it was really important for a character to have that revelation. Honestly, I expected by in this movie for Anna to sing the Let It Go song. And they kind of set her up to do that, but she never does. And I feel like that's the arc her character needed to take by the end. And they don't really ever pay that off. It's just she's super like Well, she did by the end when she let Elsa do what she did. But she didn't really let her. Elsa was like, I'm going to go do this. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> like, yeah, but she could have fought it. She couldn't have. How could she fight it? She literally, Elsa basically did a Vegeta and like knocked her out. <laughs> like, like She couldn't do anything about that. I feel like it should have come from Anna. Anna should have had confidence and Elsa let her do it. But they never got to that point in the story. It, it was never even a thing. Like, it seemed like a thing they were setting up, but they never paid it off. And I feel like stuff like that was just sloppy to- storytelling. Even the climax and how they ultimately quote-unquote, win the day. It didn't feel earned in the same way that the moment in Frozen 1 did. So, I disagree with Elsa, you. Elsa's an Omega-level mutant. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> if that's the case, they should have fucking done that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm be honest, I, I was disappointed by this movie. I was expecting, from the trailers, a lot more. I thought this was going to be epic in a way that it wasn't. I thought I was going to have more mature themes in a way that it didn't. Uh, and I... And, and the biggest way it fails to me is the the songs. The musical nature of it is what made me love Frozen One. Like I guess bangers from How to Build Can We Build a Snowman? Yeah. Uh Love, love is, is an open, open door, door, Let It Go. Those are all the first the the entire opening of Frozen are those three songs back to back, basically. And I fucking loved it. I was in. Like and this movie didn't do that for me. I was basically waiting the whole movie for that let it go moment and it never came. So I'm gonna give this I liked I liked uh, Olaf. Oh, Olaf was probably my favorite part in this movie. His recap of Frozen 1, like in a Lewis Ant-Man style, yeah, Ant-Man. that was fucking hilarious. I love that. Yeah. I, I was probably like my biggest laugh in the whole movie. And Olaf was pretty smart, too. I liked he, Olaf. He had a lot to do in this uh, movie. I agree. I think Olaf was probably the only character I think came out better in this one than in the first one. Because a lot of his stuff about him, because his theme was about him maturing 
and not really understanding like what it means to be a grown up. So he, it, I feel like he was the surrogate for the audience that had grown up since Frozen One. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So a lot of his stuff, like that, like I was quoting it earlier, uh, you're older and thus all knowing. Like stuff like that are things kids think. And we thought that when we were younger, like, oh, adults have everything. They, they have all it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, you realize, no, adults are just kids that grew up. <laughs> and they still don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're just trying to pretend like they They're do. still kids. Yeah, exactly. Just big, older kids. Um, so, yeah, I liked Olaf probably the most in this movie. But I, I'd give it overall high passable. Uh, if it had better songs, I'd probably rate it higher. But I was disappointed. I wanted a better story. I wanted more character development. And I wanted better songs. The songs, most of all. But let's get into spoilers. Yeah, like the songs weren't... Like, I enjoyed the songs while I was sitting in the theater, but they weren't like something I'm like, oh, I'm singing it back as the, as the movie's over. I can't remember. Like anything. I said, I, like, like, yeah, like, that's what I was saying. Like I said, when, when I'm in the theater, I was enjoying the Kristoff song, and I laughed. Michael Bolton, yeah. <laughs> but then after that, I forgot it. Yeah. And I mean, he didn't have anything to do in this movie. Starting yeah, that, with that, him. That, that was another gripe of mine. Kristoff didn't have anything to do. And then what happened to Elsa? Will you marry me? No. Will you marry me? No. Then what happened to, what happened to Elsa, I thought was stupid. Oh my God. <laughs> well, let's start with Kristoff. Because his whole thing of just, he just has one joke the whole movie. Will you marry me? And, and she just, and, and, and Anna keeps misinterpreting what he's trying to say. Which, as a man who's been in relationships where the other person has gaslighted me, I felt for him because when he's saying things like, oh, I don't remember what he said, but she's like, wait, you're saying I'm crazy or wait, what do you mean? You know what I mean? She's kept going like, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I'm like, bro, if you just listen to what he's trying to say rather than just assume what he's trying to say. <laughs> I mean, but they showed in the first one that she was naive to the point that she wanted to marry Hans. Yeah, it was funny in the first time they did it. But after that, it just became like, all right. You guys need a new joke for this this, this couple, because it's been done. Before. It's been done to death. The will you marry me? But the other person is doesn't isn't aware that they want to be proposed to or whatever. Has been done in Frozen. Okay, well, <laughs> still been done to death. And yeah, something about Elsa and how Colt never bothers her anyway. But, but somehow, yeah, she gets frozen. <laughs> getting close to the truth freezes her. Explain that yeah, to I me. Yeah, I thought that was. I was like. This is stupid. I don't understand. <laughs> like, I didn't really understand it. Like the whole movie. It, it, well, no, because it said it, in the song they say if you keep going too deep or something, you'll drown. Yeah, I get, I get the foreshadowing in the song, but in terms of why it happens, why does it happen? Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing, and you can see it from a mile away when they're like, "Oh, uh, th- your parents were trying to get to this place. They weren't really going to some wedding or whatever. Why are they trying to get there?" I was like, oh, or oh, there's a fifth element. I'm like, it's you. The, the fifth element is ice. Even though it makes no sense because water is ice. Yeah, water is ice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, even Avatar? Avatar? Even Av- yeah, I was going to say, even Avatar, they control. I'm like, spirit? You're the spirit? So I was hoping the villain would have been whatever was in that island that they were going to. Like some ancient elemental witch or something that was trying to call Elsa there to take her powers or I don't know anything. You want a full X Men? <laughs> I did, but because to me the the real revelation was corny. Of oh, it was you the whole time. You were calling yourself here. What? Well, no, I thought that was her mother, like her mother's spirit or some shit. No, that was supposed to be because they showed on the projection screen like her mother and she was singing. 
It wasn't it was her, like, though. I thought it was her mother's spirit calling to her. No, I thought that that was supposed to be... The, the idea is Elsa was looking outwardly for her... To give meaning to her powers. But the, the, the moral of the story is... The power was always within you, which is also I'm anti-feminist. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> that's, but that's the new trope. The new trope is, hey, yeah, you're right. Thor did too, <laughs> but he's a Disney prince. So, <laughs> but I feel like the new trope for women, like in Disney things, is the old trope was you have to find a man to be complete. The new trope is you don't need nobody else to be complete. All you need is yourself. I feel like the same theme was in Star Wars with Rey when she goes into the fucking the cave and she sees only herself like you're looking some people also have theories that she's a clone yeah stupid (laughs) i think that's why no stupid (laughs) i think the point of that was she was looking for something exterior external to validate herself but really the message the, the lesson is all you need is yourself which is also kind of counterintuitive because at the same time anna saved her at the same time, Anna got saved by two men <laughs> in this movie. Uh-huh. So it was like, kind of need more than just yourself. But I, I don't like how the pendulum has swung to the other way. Like, it, I don't like either message. I don't like the message that you need a man to complete yourself. And I don't like the message that you just need yourself. I don't think either are true. I think it's some balance in the middle. Well, there's no middle ground in today's world. <laughs> well, I don't like that. <laughs> so yeah, explain to me why the fuck she froze. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was stupid. I thought, like I said, I thought that was the one. That was the one. Well, not the one thing, because even Kristoff not uh, having that big of a role. I was like, okay, it could have gave. Was more it white guilt? They could have gave. They could have gave more for Chris for Kristoff to do it. And then Aunt, when Elsa froze, and she was like, Anna, and she had an orgasm when she did it. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? So the girl with ice powers froze. froze. But, but I thought the cold never bothered her. But it's got to be a metaphor there. Right? I, I'm, I'm over here trying to think about maybe too deep. I'm like, what's the metaphor? That seeing the truth of her ancestors that she didn't want to believe. Fro- you're, in, you're in denial? I don't know. Maybe. Is it denial? It made her. It took away her ability to act. Why? White guilt? I was like, is it white guilt? Is it a white guilt thing? <laughs> I don't understand. But is it? I was like, because they were all white. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even the other. Indigenous people. And, and then also, thing, I was like, funny enough though, while I was watching the movie, I was like, is this racist? I don't know how I'm feeling about this. What? There was a moment where the white villagers started singing, hey, ya, hey, ya, hey, ya. I was like, this sounds very Lion King. <laughs> I was like, it and is, you got these white people singing this yeah, African like music. I, Granted, I could be completely ignorant and I not know it, <laughs> the culture, but I'm like, this sounds very African. I agree with you, but I think it is from the culture. Because even those indigenous people are based on real people people from that region. So maybe those, those songs I'm I'm like, are it indigenous. It these white people singing this. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. It's very Moana. I also was like, Moana? But I'm going to give them a bit of the doubt. All these, assume, white people, all these white people come out, hey, ya, hey, ya, hey. And I was like, is this a little racist? Because I don't think this is uh, indigenous to their culture. I have no idea. I'm going to give them a bit of the doubt and say it is, though. Um, what was going to say? Oh, the, the ending with... Uh, now, that's another thing I didn't like. Everything in this movie is super telegraphed. The From the water has memories. How many times does Olaf say that? Because like, well, clearly that's going to come back. This dam, if it's destroyed, will destroy Arendelle. Well, clearly that's going to come back. And then the whole thing of it, oh, if we destroy the dam, it 
The spirits were angered by the dam being built, but didn't take action until your ancestor tried to kill one of the tribe's people. Then the the forest got mad. Why wasn't the forest mad? As because they were friends. But it took years. But the the whole idea was the dam was built purely to cut off the enchanted forest from its resources. Right. That was the original plan. Wasn't that the grandfather's plan? I'll build this dam and it'll it'll fuck up the forest. No, I thought his. I don't remember. <laughs> I think that was the plan. I think the plan was the we'll build the dam, it'll fuck over the forest, and then profit. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember exactly how the plan ends, but I think that was it. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm just saying, forest do something before. It took months upon years to build that. Because I'm like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it would take a long time, especially yeah. with that technology. So maybe you should. Uh, you should act faster, damn. <laughs> or uh, for spirits. Oh, no, the spirit, the spirits and the people were together. I don't know. Fucking stupid. So then the whole they thing. Friend. They were friends. But they do all this buildup. And here's, you're talking about CW not having consequences. This is the maximum movie of no consequences. Because at first it's like, oh, Elsa's dead. No. Oh, my God. Olaf's dead. Like, it's I, a, like, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think Elsa was dead or Olaf. But yeah, but why? They played it so long. She, Anna had a whole song about how Olaf is basically dead. I mean, they, they, they kind of did it in the first Frozen too. Olaf, Olaf is dying. He's melting. Then he's not. Wait, that was played for serious? I thought it was a joke. The whole thing was like a joke. No, not the, so, not the song that he sang. Yeah. Oh, I want to sing in the sun. No, not that song. I mean, like, the, the ending wasn't about Olaf dying. Well, no, he was melting, and, uh, and Elsa used her magic to make him not melt. Yeah, permafrost or whatever. Yeah. There was never a plot point like this where Anna was like, don't die, Olaf. <laughs> and Olaf was like, oh, I'm fucking dying, man. <laughs> the, kids were, the kids were screaming, and, or not screaming, but then, no, Olaf. I was the kid. <laughs> even, though I knew he was, even though I knew he was coming back, I'm like, no, Olaf. I'm like, as soon as Elsa comes back, she's going to be like, snap, he's back. <laughs> so I'm like, this is stupid. But then like the one thing I thought they were going to do because they made a whole point, just like in fucking Justice League. Don't worry, the whole docks or the pier has been abandoned. There's nobody there. Like they they evacuated Arendelle, and like if we destroy the dam, Arendelle will be destroyed. But don't worry, because this is why the forest has evacuated, because they knew what had to happen. So even if Arendelle's destroyed, what did Thor teach us? It doesn't matter because the people is what makes Arendelle. But not not Frozen 2. Frozen 2's like, nah, I'm gonna save Arendelle. <laughs> why? She's no mega level mutant. She can do whatever she wants. But like, why thematically do that? Like, why not have the cause the whole thing was like Arendelle fucked over those people. So why not have the, the punishment actually play out? Because Elsa is the gift of uh, the 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 mother rescuing, so it almost kind of the 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 spirits more or less. I guess it's almost like an apology type of thing. It's an apology. Yeah. Why are the spirits apologizing? I don't know. They, they made they made Elsa for whatever reason. <laughs> so why are they apologizing? Ask ask the spirits. <laughs> ask the spirits. Uh, let's talk about the spirits for a second. Is the horse the true villain of this whole series? The horse killed their parents. I do. I was like, where the fuck did that horse come from? I don't even understand the spirits. Like some of them have like who made the horse? All the spirits have these weird spirit forms, except for the the air spirit. It's just two leaves. Yeah. But like, why does the water spirit? It's a water horse. 
But like, you know what killed her parents, right? Did it? Yeah. The water spirit's water. It's the ocean. It's the river that they were trying to get to that place to. And the water spirits would try to kill Elsa until she tamed it. So I'm like, y'all need to just talk about how that water spirit killed your fucking parents <laughs> and brought that ship to the Enchanted Forest. No, I guess it did. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's riding it like it's all, everything's cool. But I'm like, you killed my family. <laughs> she, she tamed it. <laughs> it's about forgiveness. <laughs> That's about love, like Wonder Woman. Yeah, she loves, she loves the horse now. She made it to an ice horse. You know her parents aren't shit too, right? Because of this movie. Like her mom knew everything. But yet they went to the, the, the rock trolls or whatever about like, what do we do with our daughter? Like, bitch, you grew up in magic country. You know all about the magic. Like, it just Yeah, but she didn't know her daughter would have magic. Yeah, but you would think you would, rather than go to these rock trolls who are like, hide her power. Don't let anyone know. Why wouldn't she be like, let's take her back to the Enchanted Forest? No, but or, you can't. The Enchanted Forest is locked off. So she feel like... Not to Elsa. But she didn't know. She didn't know that. Try. <laughs> <laughs> the Enchanted Forest is down the street. <laughs> like it's right there. How would she didn't? She didn't know the Enchanted Forest. Oh, she thought she was trapped out of there forever. You tell me you couldn't try one time. You couldn't be like, hey man, you're magic. She tried. I'm pretty. She she probably tried. <laughs> you're magic. The Enchanted Forest is magic. Maybe it's connected somehow. <laughs> no. Then there'll be no movie. <laughs> the Enchanted Forest like created so many more problems for the fucking continuity of this this world. Stupid. Oh, by the way, there's a whole forest filled with magic right there. Anyway. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Because obviously, <laughs> where, where would the magic come from if there's no other magic in this world? So I'm saying, like, that should have been a plot point in the first movie. If that, like, this is how you know, like, it, Frozen 2 just felt like a huge afterthought. Like, the best sequels feel like they continue the story in a way that feels natural. This didn't feel natural. This felt like a how do we continue this even though we definitely didn't mean for this to be more than one movie? It didn't feel it didn't feel like a like a false extension. Well, they definitely didn't want they definitely didn't mean for this to be more than one movie. That's I'm pretty sure that's why it took six almost seven years for the sequel to come out. Yeah. It's just I, I gotta rewatch Frozen. Otherwise, 1. I feel like Frozen 2 would have came out like three years after, like 2016 or something. Yeah, I need to feel like I need to rewatch Frozen One, because even like she was playing openly with Anna with her her ice powers, and the parents were cool with it. Like, hey, yeah, whatever, it's fine. She was in this one too. No, no, I mean in the beginning of this one, they were fine with it. Yeah, they were fine in the fir- in the first one until until she she hit Anna she with hit the her. ice thing. Yeah, like it just seems like, bro, if you knew about magic powers because you grew up in a forest with magic spirits, that should have been a point of conversation at some point. At some point, like they didn't have a problem with the magic. It's only till when she basically put her daughter in a fucking um, a coma, but almost killed her. And now we will suppress your powers and go and try and find the source of your powers without telling anyone. <laughs> I don't know. This movie to me, especially when it comes to the story, I feel like the story was the weakest part. Music was number two. It was the story for like it was too convoluted. You're racist. No, you no. Like, you don't like Nordic people. That's what it boils down to. <laughs> Says the guy who's like, is it racist that they're singing? No, 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 no. But I like Nordic people. They just can't sing African music. <laughs> I'd really like to know if that is real Nordic like chanting. I don't know. Maybe we need to Google it. I feel like it, do we it have has any, to be. Do you have any Nordic fans out there? <laughs> yeah, someone message us and tell us. <laughs> if you're a Viking, let us know. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, nah. And then Elsa ends up like fucking with a new outfit living in the forest does that seem like 
like a, a natural place for her character to end up at. And not once I was like, yep, I feel like Elsa needs to not be queen. She needs to be a forest nymph hanging out in the forest. Well, she said, I want to go into the unknown. Being queen is being queen shackles her. It limits her. She wants to be in the unknown, i.e. one mile yeah, girl. One mile away in the forest. <laughs> so further away. Uh, so how know. far that wind spirit had to go? It was not that far. <laughs> it was Gale. Like, it was like New Jersey to New York. Like why was it one spirit a salamander, but the other one's just the wind? Well, was the spirit of sal was the spirit of salamander, or was that just a salamander that had fire powers? But it that was, was a, it was a it was a mutant. That was the fire spirit. It was a mutant. I don't understand. <laughs> Whatever, you're wrong. It's you're, like it's like Avatar. Better than one. It's like Avatar. Animals. I hate you. <laughs> I can't. I was so ready to go this podcast and be like, yeah, it's not as good as one, right, Michael? Yeah. No, it's better. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I walked out smiling. How? <laughs> Into the unknown! That song wasn't even that good. It was good. It just wasn't better than Let It Go. <laughs> There's a difference. Just because it's not like Let It Go is here, but then just because it's not up there doesn't mean it's not good. Mm. It's too much. It's too much too quick. I like that song. Her powers is fucking... Sometimes she can only shoot little ice beams. Other times she can change all the weather. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. I'm like, <laughs> wait, wait, how strong are you? She's an Omega level mutant. <laughs> Nick Fury was supposed to show up in a post credit scene because it's all Disney. Oh my God. I would love if they did a Disney Avengers with like Elsa and Tangled. That's and... Uh, Frozen 3. I'd be down for that. You think you're making Frozen 3? It depends on how much this money this movie makes. I mean, a lot. I've seen the box office. It's ridiculously a lot. Yeah. I don't want a Frozen 3. <laughs> so we'll see. All right. Let's move on. I want to talk about The Mandalorian. Sure. All right. Mandalorian, episode three. episode but this is the episode frozen 2 was better no it wasn't <laughs> it definitely wasn't better than mandalorian <laughs> i think mandalorian is now is starting to get really good into the unknown yeah yeah boba fett i mean boba fett the mandalorian was about to go into the unknown but he was like nah not without that baby because I, even though i just met that baby yesterday i would give my life and the life of everybody in the universe for that baby it's a baby you can't kill a baby even though it's not really a baby but it is a baby 50-year-old baby. Yeah, 50-year-old baby. Which makes it even cuter. But what was I going to say? Oh, um, you talked before about how you were like, why would Pedro Pascal do the be in the, the suit for this? Why even bother if he's just the voice? But I think his body acting really helps sell the character, especially in this episode. Like the moment where he's debating in the ship whether he's going to go back or not for Yoda. I felt that. Yeah, I felt that. It's very subtle. Or even when he asked the guy, I like, still want to see his face. what are you going to do? What are you going to do with them? He's like, it's very unbecoming. Well, see, but that's the thing. Like, 
the vocal performance is great. Yeah. And so that's 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 you that's one, it goes hand that, in hand. That's one of the things I was saying. I mean, yeah, obviously you gotta have good body acting, but the thing I was saying before is like if you're gonna have him covered from head to toe, at least have him talk more. And I feel like this episode finally you got to that moment where he was talking way more than he uh, said anything in the first two episodes. Yeah. So that's one of the main reasons. That's not the only reason, but that's one of the main reasons I really enjoyed this episode as opposed to the other two episodes. Because mm. you got more of his personality through his dialogue and just the nuances of, you know, how he, how he was, you know, how he was speaking. Yeah. But he gives uh, Yoda, Baby Yoda back to the, the Empire dudes. But then he ends up going back for him. And it ends up being like a giant... I thought he was going to try and do like a like a mission... Like a Metal Gear Solid no alerts type thing. Where he would kill everybody and not be seen. No, that, he just went in. Yeah, that went so sideways so fast. I'm like, are you not afraid of like a, a repercussion or like a backlash from this at all? Like, Well, the Empire's gone. So what is he? He's probably like, who are you going to send after me? More Empire? I don't know. <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> But there's still remnants. Well, there's still remnants, but I'm saying like the Empire as an organization. But then also the bounty people, because he's going back on the bounty, and that's, that actually ends up with, that's ends up with that is what ends up happening, where the other bounty dudes end up trying to kill him too. Yeah, but he maybe I don't know if he knew. I don't, and that's another thing I like. But it's like clearly it shows that even though he's a badass, he's not. He's not like, unbeatable. <laughs> yeah, he's not unbeatable. Yeah. Even though he's he, like he's still getting to that. He's still getting to that point. Even to the point like. In this episode, he got an armor upgrade. This is a video game. Yeah, like, and, and that armor was that armor was sick. It looks like uh, Phasma almost, like all silver. Yeah, it's fucking dope. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's like a video game. It's like he finishes a mission, he goes to his upgrades. <laughs> like I can almost see like the 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 video game menus popping up of like, would you like to upgrade your armor plus ten defense points? <laughs> and uh, even uh. uh the other Mandalorians that you see in the in this episode, like just the fact that this is the way, <laughs> you 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 see like oh he looks like a badass, but then when you compare him to all these other Mandalorians, like no he's like you got he, he he's, he's going like the, he's the going Urkel. after baby he's going after baby Yoda and he's like baby he's baby Mandalorian basically yeah. he's like the Urkel of the Mandalorians yeah especially that 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 uh, Mandalorian guy. you see yeah the big one yeah just like oh shit. <laughs> You're always picking on me, Steve. <laughs> but there's still like I thought it would be like this weird like standoffish relationship, but then you see at the end of the day they they still have a respect for each other. Yeah. So I like that. I still wonder how they knew to join him at the end. Yeah, how do they know that he was in danger? I don't know. <laughs> Just luck? Maybe he maybe they have like Mandalorian sense. Mandalorian sense? That was a nice moment where, like, you think, like, he's pinned down and he looks at the baby Yoda, like, is it? I was like, baby, I thought he was gonna shake it, like, wake the fuck up. I was like, what the fuck? I was gonna shake it, like, wake the fuck up and help me. <laughs> Use your force powers. Nah, he's he's not, not that much. He doesn't have to take out all those people. Hey, man, he did some crazy shit with that giant horn monster, whatever. Yeah, but that's one yeah, that's compared true. to. I also don't want Baby Yoda to be like the Deus Ex Machina. Like whenever he's in danger, Baby Yoda saves him. But at a certain point, I feel like, because what what else? Because I'm like, where's? Granted, I'm enjoying it. And it's only three episodes out of a six episode series, which is way too short. Wait, six episodes? Yeah, six episodes. Oh, that was ten. No. Oh, that's trash. But that's why I'm like, it's way too short, especially considering the length. But I'm like, ultimately, what is the story that they're trying to tell for this show? Like, what is? Baby Yoda or the introduction to Baby Yoda 
accomplishing? Like, is he going to try to take him back to his planet? Are we finally going to get a revelation of what the species Baby Yoda or whatever, so we can stop calling it Baby Yoda? <laughs> I like Baby Yoda, though. <laughs> like, are we going to know what it is? Like, what's the end game in yeah. for this story? I don't know, but the show is so interesting that I'm okay with just being on the ride. Because, I mean, obviously, we're going to know, like, oh, he took Baby Yoda, bounty hunters, blah, blah, blah. He's on the run. Yeah. But then what? We shall see. Stay tuned. Yeah, good question. But I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. I, I this is like, like are we gonna run to more Jedi? Are they are they trying to stay away from Jedi? But they're gonna have have trying to have their cake and eat it. I said keek. Have their cake <laughs> and eat it too by introducing a baby Yoda. They gotta do something, baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's a big plot hole. Like unless you get like something has to be done with that character because otherwise, where is he now? I feel like baby Yoda be real useful. In the the new trilogy, <laughs> yeah, could have been raised by fucking Luke. That'd been awesome. I'm not trying to think like how old would it be by now, because this takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Not that so, much older. Twenty years more. So twenty years more. Yeah, it'd be like seventy. So is it still a baby? Yeah, maybe a tot. Like it. Maybe could talk now. Yeah, but like still useless. <laughs> I was going to say, so I wouldn't be able to join this trilogy because it's still a child. But still be around. It's still got powers and shit. Like, yeah, fuck. it's still a child. Like, you, have, uh, you got powers, but you're not that in control of your powers. Mm. That's like, granted. And then also, he hasn't been trained in the ways of the Jedi. So what can you really do? I mean, it, that Yoda race seems like it's a hex for the Force anyway. So you don't even need to be trained in the ways of the Jedi. You just well, automatically yeah, I, I have I Force powers. I think they're very Force sensitive. It's bullshit. It's unfair. <laughs> it's just born that way. Yeah, I mean, Maybelline. Maybe she's born with it. <laughs> um, was there anything else? I think it was a cute ending, too, when he gives him a little ball that he didn't want to play with in the last episode. Yeah. It's not a toy. He's like, aw, take it. <laughs> but I like, I really enjoy storylines like that where a character comes into a situation one way, but then they meet somebody or they meet or they run into a situation that changes them. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like he has some kind of affinity for lost children because he was one. Yeah, That's why they keep yeah. flashing back to him as a kid and his parents being killed, I guess, in some kind of riot or massacre or something. Like, I made a reference to this. Like, Spike came into the situation of a soulless vampire, but then he met Buffy. He wanted to become a better man. Because mm. that pussy. Oh. <laughs> that slayer pussy. <laughs> All right. What did you read this episode? Mandalorian. Perfect vision. Perfect vision. Even that battle scene, like, between the bounty hunters and the men. Or not even just the battle scene. But first of all, before we even get to that. What? Please tell, like, what the fuck do stormtroopers wear armor for? Because they don't protect them from shit. Yeah, like, this is the first time I've seen... They're getting shot with... But they're taking blaster shots and they're getting knocked out easily yeah. getting stabbed with knives and shit but the Mandalorian is taking like blaster shots and all he's doing is like getting he's like fainting and like well, stuff heard, but like I heard Mandalorian armor is like especially resilient but even still like granted I, this even, is the first I can I've accept seen... that but even still like stormtroopers yeah. the armor don't do shit yeah it's like what is your armor protecting I guess maybe debris like okay a lightsaber okay you can't protect like lightsabers can cut through anything like adamantium Except for another lightsaber, but like, maybe it's just for debris. Like when an explosion goes off, and even then, it don't protect him from that. <laughs> shit. That's a good question. I'm not sure. That's like if Iron Man wore fucking his armor, he got shot, and it's like, oh, Iron Man's dead. But this is the first time I've actually seen armor in Star Wars do anything at all. 
like Mandalorian taking hits is the first time I was like, oh shit, the armor does stuff. <laughs> like, right? I feel like well, every other. Mostly seen stormtroopers, but even like. Fa- I, I just mean in general. I was gonna say, even somebody like Phasma, though, like her armor. Oh, yeah, her armor does the fuck things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so before her. This is the first time I've seen the armor. Because again, useful. going back to my point, stormtrooper armor don't do shit. <laughs> like, what's the point of wearing armor if it doesn't do shit? It's got to be just for like the not direct That's hits. Like, they got like dollar store armor. Like, <laughs> it's made out of foam, like yeah, uh, cosplay. It's, yeah, it's cosplay armor. <laughs> <laughs> you can't defeat my armor. Was that a heat gun? Ah, oh, it's burning it. <laughs> yeah, your glue's coming off, bro. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's uh, get into Watchmen, episode six. This extraordinary being. Angela, you're not supposed to take someone else's nostalgia. That's very bad. Is this starting? Angela, you may be confused as to who you are right now. You are an angry man, William Reeves. I'm not angry. Hey, boy. I'm your husband, Calvin. We have three children. You don't know what's really happening here. You need to come home. You need to wake up. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. This is a good episode. Everything you were kind so, of talking about. I just want to say uh, this for this episode, hashtag fuck all white people. <laughs> wow. I mean, <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> Yo. All right. Spoilers, I can't, guys. I can't, watch, we're, I, we're, I, can't watch, I can't watch stuff like this. Really? Oh, because you hate people. <laughs> yeah. Like, you take that hate with you in the work. That's why it took me so long to watch like Rosewood or Fruitvale Station. Or... All right. Well, let's just jump into spoilers. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen this episode of Watchmen, I highly suggest watching it. It's probably the best episode so far. Every time I watch stuff, like, I'm like, I got to go to work, man. Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't go with all this hate in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody. I, I was Will in this episode. I was just angry. <laughs> Bro. And I'm going to jump right to the part that I think you might also be talking about. Because at first you think Captain Metropolis is like, just like a low, like a, like a down low, you know, gay guy of the times. It's so, what, 1920s, 1930s? 19, 1938 is okay. when the flashback started. And then a couple years, because the kid was a grown, the kid, not grown. But so 1940s? Kid, yeah. Okay. So, you're, you know, you're gay in the 40s. You can't be open with that shit. I get it. Yeah. So... First of all, I mean, hell, even some places now you can, still can't be open with it. I was amazed that the TV show parody was right about that. Because when he first meets Captain Metropolis, I'm like, oh, so maybe the 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 TV show is like a parody, or not parody, but like a, what they think is an accurate retelling of the story of uh, Hood of Justice. But before that, when the, sh- when the show first started and they show Hood of Justice in the uh, precinct and yeah, then he unmasked the himself, I was like, oh, so I guess my theory's wrong. Oh, you didn't realize that was. I didn't realize it was. Uh, it was too corny. And but then I was like, oh, it's a little. Then, but then I. But then when they started fighting, I was like, oh, it's too stylized. This is not. Yeah. This is American hero story. I feel like they but, purposely make it like corny. But no, at first I, re- I thought I was like, oh, so there goes my theory about hooded justice. Oh yeah, no. I, when I saw that, I thought the exact opposite. Actually, I was like, oh, if they're doing this, Michael's definitely right. It's got to be a black guy. And yep, come to find out, it's actually. The grandfather of uh, Regina King's character with white face on, <laughs> yeah, which is what I fucking said. Yeah, minus, minus the white face part. But well, the white face part is brilliant. I, I didn't even think about that. Like, oh, you would put on this, if you just put on white eye makeup. You look like a white guy. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, but the fact that when you Mr. First, Prediction Head lives, <laughs> when you first meet Captain Metropolis, and he's like, I got a weird. Sense. Did you feel like that there was something going on there in that first scene that they meet? Yeah, even yeah, the first scene he like holds on his. Yeah, head. I was like. It's so good. And then the very next season, fuck it. I'm like, oh shit. But no, but it was but it was a funny way that they did it too, because uh his wife is like, uh he said, Oh, come talk to call here's my card, call me if you want us to join the Minutemen. And then his wife is like, No. The very next scene, Metropolis is like, Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, my mouth was a gape. I was like, oh shit, okay, all right. So that the the but I'm like, why are you surprised wrong? though? They keep saying for the longest time that they were fucking well, I thought maybe it was just a thing that they were close friends. Even in the comic, they keep alluding to. I didn't know that. Like uh, when when uh, Hooded Justice kicks the shit out of the comedian after he tries to rape Silk Spectre, mm. and he says something like "you you you like it rough" or some shit, kinky uh, or whatever, something like that. Yeah, they even said the noose thing in the the, the documentary spoof was like, "Oh, I think it's because of sex stuff." Yeah. <laughs> Sex stuff. <laughs> and this was never part of the original Watchmen story. No. So Alan Moore just created a character that had a noose around his neck for no explained reason. Yes. That's crazy. But Alan Moore is crazy, so I can buy and buy that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, this show completely changed the continuity or like... The context. Almost, almost retconned Watchmen in a sense. But at the same time... I don't think it retconned well, Shut it. the fuck up. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, it retconned Watchmen, in the, but at the same time, nothing changed. And what I mean by that is, based on what you said, I highly doubt. I have... N- no way. N- there's no way. No way. I, I have no inkling that Alan Moore intended Hooded Justice to be anything other than oh, a white man. But I feel like maybe it was anti-KKK, but... The, the whole backstory with it being a black guy that puts on that mask to defend, you know, his 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 or his town or his city when it's a, a racist ass America he's living in and no one would fucking let a black vigilante do what they do without seeming like they're white. Almost kind of like uh, the Blue Marvel comic. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I wonder if he drew inspiration from that. Probably. I don't huh. know. You probably ain't read Blue Marvel. Nobody's reading Blue Marvel. <laughs> Blue who? But yeah, but the part that made me go Captain Marvel? that I agree with you with fuck white people is when the whole point of him joining that group was just trying to like, figure out the, the weird KKK conspiracy was going on that he was like slowly uncovering. And he said to, he said to Nelson, Captain Metropolis, if I join you, will you help me with this? And yes. he said yes. Yes. But even from that first scene where he gets publicly introduced as part of the Minutemen, I, right there I was like, oh no, it seems like you're being used for like a PR stunt almost. And then when he eventually does uncover the, the KKK conspiracy with hypnosis of all things, that is so comic booky. Yeah. But does make it seem more believable when he tells Captain Metropolis about it. He's like, I, I, like black people being brainwashed? That's ridiculous. Like, well, not even just that. Go forward a little bit when you talk about him being used. Like, to the point that Captain Metropolis is the only one that knows yeah. that he is, that a black man is hooded justice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have the audacity to pull off that fucking painting or whatever the fuck. And you saw like the racist caricature where a, a, a masked vigilante is holding this like 
Sambo looking black man. Oh yeah, we're gonna go after the criminals. I said, you fucking cunt. <laughs> I mean, even when he was in bed with them and was like, I wish people could see how beautiful you truly were. But then he goes right as he says that he he has the mask. He he took out the mask, his mask. And he wants him to put on like his mask too. Well, that I didn't have a problem with. But that that's to me, just like kink. But that's to me. I mean, how many times we see memes with like oh, cosplayers? No, for sure. But to me, that was the first red flag of, oh, you're being fetishized. Like, it's not about you, like, him just, like, being attracted to you. It's because you're black. That's, that's what I read into it. He likes the fact that he's a black guy. It's like a taboo, almost. Because as soon as he needed help, his first thing was like, nah, we ain't gonna help you. Sorry, bro. Good luck, though. It's, fun, it's, it's funny like, you what? say that. Let the black people handle themselves. Like, it's, fu- what? It's, it's funny you say that because I didn't necessarily put the fetish, fetishization I did, but I didn't because I was thinking, I was like, after that scene happened where he was like, yeah, well, man, we're not really here for your black issues or whatever. Yeah. Or I was like, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, see, this is exactly why the saying exists. You can like black dick, but not like black people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why I read into it. And I've dated a few kind of racist people in my life. So <laughs> I've been so, fetishized before. Just, so. just like that whole trouble. It's like. Oh, you're racist. I can't be racist. My wife's black. Okay. No, you can still be racist. Yeah, you can still be racist. Or my best friend's black. No, you can still be racist. Yeah. Even though you probably don't have a real black best friend. Even if you did. Even saying shit like, like, oh, man, you're not like those other people. Like, you know what I mean? Shit like that. Like, you throw yeah. like little microaggressions like that. That's basically, that's how I read into that's, it. This is get out all over again. <laughs> so, in the next scene. Well, yeah, trying to show that, oh, he's one of the good, he's one of the good white, he's one of the good white folks. No. There are no good white folks. No. <laughs> 1940s. Yeah. <laughs> But the next, but I feel like that totally put me on his side when he goes into that fucking that that warehouse and just starts capping all the white people. But not even just that. But the thing that makes him snap is finding out that the person behind it was literally the same guy yes. that he tried to arrest all those years ago. Yes, <laughs> made it so easy too. He was like, "Wait, do I know you? Yeah, do I know you? All, all you, you guys look alike. All you jigs or whatever you say, at least the same." I'm like, "Oh, kill him!" <laughs> so when he shot me, I was like, "Good." <laughs> But yeah, this episode, like, this episode was beautifully directed. It was like, so good. Just like the way, not even just the fact that the flashbacks were all in black and white, but just the way he, like, like shot certain scenes in this the episode. Transitions. It, yeah, the transitions. Yeah. From even, Regina to Not even just him. having Regina and uh, the guy switch roles since she's reliving his memories. Yeah. But then, like, certain scenes were, like, he walked out of the police precinct and it was, like, Literally outdoors, yeah. yeah. It was outdoors, and then he would just go back. Like to me, it reminded me of like a theater sketch filmed. Mm. It did have like a cool, like dreamlike quality in that way too. Like yeah. the memories felt like they kept like detaching and reattaching other events. Like everything, like it was like a, a stream of thought rather than a literal representation of like. Although I feel like history. this episode should have been. Granted, it's only six episodes. Again, what's with the six episodes? It's only six episodes for this season, but I feel like. Wait, what? This is the sixth episode. Oh, wait. I mean... Ten. Eight? No, there's two more episodes, I think. So there's eight. Yeah. Damn, already? Shit. Wait, no, no, no. no. Nine. Nine episodes. That's a weird number. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, I was going to say, I feel like... Or maybe not, but I I do kind of feel like this episode should have been or could have been a two-parter. Because they stop at him... uh, Killing the the uh, the KKK Cyclops people. Yeah, beware the Cyclops. Then it jumps 
like a hundred, like eighty years later. Oh yeah, those are the only memories he had. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, wait, what happened? Like, show him leaving the Minutemen. What happened to him? But between then and because he was still officially part of the Minutemen, that was conflicting. Too. And I think in the comic there was a moment where he rejoined where Doctor Manhattan was around. He had to have because comedian I, was there. Yeah, yeah. So I think he knew Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, so he was he was part of the new the new Minutemen too. The yeah. new new Minutemen. So it's like. Maybe we'll get more of that information later. That's why I was like, I feel like this could have been a two-parter. Maybe it will be. But not connected. It's not, it's not, because you saw that with the preview for next week. No, but I mean, like, we'll get more of his backstory in some other way later. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, Although, I'm like... That ending. I'm like, can we uh, have nostalgia pills manufactured in real life? Bro, I'm saying, right? <laughs> I would take someone else's nostalgia, too. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm not even talking about for somebody else. I'm like, how many times on this podcast we'll be like, I don't remember. <laughs> just, just take one of those pills? Yeah, just take, <laughs> hold on real quick. Let me take a pill. Mm, nostalgia. Oh, I remember. <laughs> um, the, the fact that I didn't think it's how it played out. The, the death of the, the captain. Oh no! It played out completely different. Like, like I didn't think he actually killed I, him. That's what I was about to say. I didn't even think. I think I, I felt like he knew who was involved, and yeah. he just happened to get there. Like he knew it was going down, and then he got there and said, "Oh, I killed your chief." It's like, no, nigga, you, you actually he actually did yeah, it. This is the level of sci-fi we've gotten to, though. Hypnosis flashlights. I mean, if you got a fucking blue man with a dick swinging in it, like that's just, I just it's. I don't mind it because the story is great. But I was just like, if this shit was on the CW, we'd be talking shit about it. <laughs> it's just so convenient. Like, look at this, this light. Even but when he depends, wasn't looking at the light, depend, it depends it's still on how, effective. But no, even when, because the light's still in your, like, you peripheral vision. Like, you can still see the, even though you're not looking at the light that's on right I, now, it's still guess, in your eye. But then we need to use those things for everything now. <laughs> if we have access to hypnosis lights <laughs> that 100% work. I mean, you don't know if he's using this for everything. And then also, like, hypnosis. Like, granted, I don't know the, 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 power for that hypnosis machine but I don't like how far can you well I, never mind I guess I just answered my own question I assume it has to go in line with the technology that well no because I was going to say how far does the hypnosis go but then I was like well it's far enough that it, you can make kills you kill yourself yeah, yeah you can make you kill yourself but the uh, ah, 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 he's, Jordan. he's hypnotizing me <laughs> give me give me some money <laughs> give Mike money oh, I'm broke so <laughs> Um, Take off your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual harassment. This is though because you're doing it. <laughs> um, so what do you think is going to happen with that? I assume that, that that hypnosis technology was from the no, it's from the projector. It's definitely from the projector. Yeah, it's crazy. Also, was Modoc real? Not Modoc. What's this guy's name? More Morlock. He was right. I mean. Yeah, I remember they mentioned the villain. The he, vi- he was the villain, even with comedians. Yeah, with the comedians' villain. Yeah. So why did he? It seemed like he made up on the spot in that one scene. Remember when? Yeah, you know, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. But I'm trying to like, maybe he did, and they created a villain. Oh shit, that actually would make a lot of sense too. Yeah. Oh to, shit. To justify their existence. Well, what would you read this episode? I'm like, again, fuck white people. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at them riding on the coattails or something a black person started. I felt really bad for that wife. <laughs> Your face is like, I didn't. Because <laughs> she was helping him. Oh, no, I did. I felt like, bad she was her. the one pushing him. She was the one motivating him. She she thought she was helping him by giving him, like, the vigilante thing. Although, part of me is like, it's kind of creepy that the, the baby that you rescued. 
Ended yeah, up, what the fuck? That's up, another thing. Ended up being your wife. I was like, wait, 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 wait. So that baby you found, you just decided to raise slash make your wife slash girlfriend? Yeah. Is that ethical? I'm not sure. <laughs> but then part of me is like, well, Barry and Iris. <laughs> True. But it's also like, I feel even worse for her now because she didn't know anybody else. Like she, That's why she's so attached to him. That's why it seems like, like she's so supportive or... I don't know. The relationship yeah, he, is like... I mean, he basically saved her life and yeah. I guess raised her, which I mean, I don't know if he raised her because he was a kid too, but they found a family together or some shit. I don't know. It just, it just adds a layer of complication of like, yeah, he's Because I'm like, who did raise them? I don't, that's a good question. But yeah, he's gay, but he never lived that truth because it almost feels like he's shackled to her. Like, you know what I mean? What, what can you do? Like, this is a girl that you found and, and loves you with all her heart. Or he could be bi. I mean, yeah, but even that, I don't think she would take kindly to that. If you're like, hey, by no, the no, way, of course not. I was banging Dr. Metrop or Captain Metropolis. But then again, then again, it's the 1940s. Divorce didn't really exist back then, so she, maybe she did know. But it's like, what why? can I, what can I do? And one more question: Why the fuck did they let the son know that he was hooded justice? Doesn't it seem like a liability. I mean, like it kids. didn't look like. It didn't look like they had a big apartment where it's like, go in your room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You're not doing a good job of keeping this identity secret. Like, <laughs> your little kid's like putting on eye makeup trying to be like you. I'm like, mm. But then that explains why he got estranged from his family. Because he basically just left. Yeah. Yeah. I love this episode. Though. They went back to Tulsa where he said he refused to go back to. Yeah. This is a, this is a great origin until, story. Until now. Yeah. It was like a racist version of Batman. Like if Batman was created by racism and not bats. <laughs> well, yeah, I, met, I, mentioned, I think I mentioned this in the, what, the first episode, second episode, one of those episodes when I was just like, considering how prominent white supremacy is in America, like why isn't there a vigilante taken out? I forgot about e- even, even when they made Sam Wilson Captain America, or when they made Sam Wilson Captain America, you would think, I don't know, there would be something with that. It's got to be a... A discussion, like if if they don't mention race in the Captain America or uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier show, well, supposedly they said uh, uh, the government doesn't want him to be Captain America, but they probably won't be like, well, we don't want you to be Captain America because you're a nigger. It's got to come like, up. Well, Sam Wilson, you're a fugitive. And, no, you know you're away, you're running away from the government, and we want somebody more respectable. You can you can bend it however you want to, but it's not realistic if they don't mention the race aspect at least once because that's. In the real world, that's what happened. Like, I don't want no nigga American. Because I'm like, what, Captain nigga. I'm like, well, Disney, Disney won't go there. <laughs> Despite having songs of the South in their catalog. I don't think they'll go there full <laughs> tilt, but I think they will have a passing comment about it. Like if it's on the news or something of like, I don't like the way that new Captain Falcon looks or, you know, something like that. Something like alludes to it. Even they that fucking cop, oh, that cop, I wanted to slap the shit out of him. Oh, the racist cop. You keep your black face out of white folks' business, you hear, nigga? And every time it was like someone I thought at first was like an ally, where he was like, what did you call our yeah. fellow officer? I'm like, thank you. That's what I was like. I was like, this is not going to go well. This is not going to go well. Then he was like, what did you call our fellow I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they, the writer knows. They know this is what we're going to be like. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, get out. People are most shocked that 
uh, Allison was on the family. Oh, well, maybe she's brainwashed. It's like, no, <laughs> she's just racist. Yeah. <laughs> Don't um, stop making, stop making, white people, stop making excuses for your people. Check your weird. people. <laughs> Check your people. Uh, so if your grandmama, your grandmother says some racist shit at the dinner table, check her ass. Don't just be, oh, I don't want to deal with it. Uh, grandma's so political. Yeah, <laughs> you know, grandma, she's just being grandma. She's old. It's with the times. No, fuck. Bernie Sanders was a, Bernie Sanders was marching and getting arrested when he was young Say, and he's old. Fucking times. Uh, so yeah, provision. Hashtag right? vote Bernie Sanders. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I watched CW, but you didn't you fucking asshole. I watched Watchmen. I mean, it's the best superhero show on TV. So, do you want to just get into anime? Do you want to skip CW stuff? I mean, I'm not watching CW too. I fucking hate you. (laughs) No, what? No, fuck you. I'm going to give a little quick review for Flash and Arrow. Ready? All right. Let's get into The Flash. You look scared. He should be. It is the end of the world. He wants to take control of you. It's up to you to resist him. There's a way to save the world and still survive. All you have to do is choose life. Uh, I'm not going to get into last week's episode because I don't really remember them. But this most recent episode was uh, the last temptation to Barry Allen. So the last episode ended with... The Frozen 2 was better than this episode. No. (laughs) Yes. Maybe, but no. <laughs> yes. uh, Blurt work was fighting elongated man. It's just the cliffhanger. That's how it ended. But the episode starts with blood work infecting elongated man with his like blood disease bullshit. STD. Now, well, he makes blood zombies. STD. Basically, yes. <laughs> and Barry tries to save his life because he's like dying by giving me a blood transfusion because his his lightning powers will quick heal him. From the blood disease, Is that but how that works. I don't. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's all just like, hey, just blah 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 science. So yeah, I'm like, are they even the same blood type? Are they even going to that? Well, they said, yeah. Well, yeah. Katie said that he's a. Uh, O negative or O positive, whatever the universal blood type is. O positive. O positive. So it's very conveniently, yes, he can give his blood to anybody. Which I don't even know what my blood type is. I don't know. I don't know either. But um. The whole episode is basically Barry's been infected by blood work. So it's a episode that takes place in his mind where the speed force was represented by Nora Allen, his mother and Zeresh is blood work. And it's like, they literally do at the end of the episode, the Spider-Man animated series, um, Venom moment where Venom and, and the Spider-Man suit are pulling Peter Parker one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So each side grabs a different arm and they pull him. Um, cause it's basically his dark side, which is Zeresh blood work, trying to convince him to just let go, let me help you. And together we can stop yourself from dying in crisis and you never have to die because I'm giving you immortality. And it's so fucking stupid because I'm like, Barry, you're smart in this, bro. The episode begins with the, with the speed force telling him like, he's trying to take oh, over your I brain. I guess it's in his mind. I was like, how does Zeresh know about crisis? It's all in his mind. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like a spirit version of him. But the Speed Force is like, yeah, he's trying to take over your mind, but don't do it. All you have to do is your willpower has to be stronger than his. Just don't give in. So he's a Green Lantern. Yeah. But Barry has the worst willpower in the universe because he's like, the episode begins with him being like, well, then he's not going to win because my will is so strong. Cuts to the end of the episode. Oh, he's all sweaty. Oh, I can't. I just, he's right. I got to fucking save my family. And the only way to do it is let him take over my brain. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Barry. 
you are way smarter than this, bro. <laughs> so my only, but the episode itself, I think, is decent. The weak parts being the B plot is Iris West has like a team citizen, which is like a team, her newspaper. So it's her, Cisco's girlfriend, and this new girl who was like one of the new metas in this this season. They're working together to try and figure out some bullshit mystery. Who cares? But oh, you just what? reminded me about something. What? Uh, something I wanted to bring up about The Mandalorian when you mentioned a B-plot. I think this episode, episode three, turned me around to the fact, because remember I, I was complaining, I was like, these episodes are too short. Come on, man. I want an hour. And I, I think they're fine, but okay. Shut, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I think this this episode turned me around to the, that fact in the sense that I was like, okay, obviously I, now I'm starting to like the fact that they're not shackled to the idea of having to meet a certain time length every episode. You have a story, you tell your story. If the next episode has to be longer, let it be longer. Or if it's shorter, fine. Yeah. Because you think about something like The Flash. Filler. What do we always, yeah, what do we always complain? Every episode has to be an hour, but then what do we always complain about? Oh, I like the A plot, but the B and C plot or just the B plot was stupid. Yep. Take it out and it would have been a much better episode. Yep. So it's like, you don't really have to deal with that with something like Mando. Yeah. Because if you just took the B-plot out of this episode, I think it'd be a stronger episode. There you go. But, uh... So my main complaint, though, is the B-plot and the fact that it just seems like Barry should be smarter than this at this point. I mean, they're show... But but story-wise, I like what they were doing. Where they basically showed him, like, uh... Did he get outrun by a Prius? No! <laughs> it's all, um, like, character stuff. So it's like, yeah, you know, you've given so much as being the Flash. Like, don't you want a little bit for yourself? Like, uh, the, the acting that Grant Gustin was given in this episode was great. Him talking to his, his quote-unquote, mom about, like, uh, like he's lived more. Like, he was more willing to give up his life in previous seasons because he didn't have as much to live for. Like, he was, he, he, he was basically living his life being propelled forward by his past, his tragic past. But now he's gotten kind of over that. And now he's, he's kind of living for the future where he's got like a family. He's got friends. He's seen a possible future with his daughter who's met and wants to have like actually spend time with. So like, which I'm still like, um, crisis is coming up very soon. And Iris is not pregnant yet. What are you doing? You better come. Like, what are you, are you coming in her? Yeah, like, they, they, should be, they be fucking every episode. Yeah, they should be fucking every day. <laughs> Where's Barry and Iris? Oh, they're still fucking. Like, he's trying to make that baby happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the emotional stuff I thought was really good. It's just by the time we get to the end point of because the beat it, you know, you've seen or you might know of the comics. There there are comics where Flash has been taken over by blood work, and it's like a a weird disease looking Flash. He's in the comics. So it's comic accurate for this to happen. So there was never a point where I was like, well, clearly he has to be taken over. But the way they got there, I felt like was disingenuous to Barry's character. But you kind of get, you might be able to give it the pass of he's, he's being fucked with. His brain's being manipulated. So it's, he's not completely in his right state of mind. So I don't like it, but I can give it the pass. So it, was a, it wasn't a terrible execution by any means. So emotionally, by the time they get to that last beat of him being taken over, it was okay. I thought it was a pretty good like, way to get there. And the episode ends with the reveal. And I also like where they make the character smarter sometimes. So like, what happens? That moment where the he's being tugged between the speed force and the evil blood work 
brain demon thing. And then he wakes up. And, and Cisco and, and Caitlin are there. And they're like, hey, you made it. You're okay. He's like, yeah, I'm all good, man. Everything's fine. It's not, though. <laughs> we all know he's not. So what happens in the very next scene? I don't know anything because I didn't watch this Yeah, tra- fuck you. Trash. But Iris comes and she's like, hey, Barry, what's up? And Barry says some shit to her. And she, she goes right to Cisco and Caitlin like, that's not Barry. <laughs> she knows immediately. So I'm like, thank you. At least they make some characters smart in some moments. That makes sense. But then it's revealed that he is taken over by blood work, and then he's got that creepy-looking blood work flash look going on. The episode ends on a cliffhanger. And the next episode is the end of this two-parter. And then the episode after that is Crisis. So this is kind of like the last pit stop before Crisis for The Flash. Um, but I give it more than passable. Like, I, it wasn't terrible. I was actually interested the entire episode. Um, and for were you, Arrow... Were you, were you, though? Yeah, I was. I, there were moments where I was like fucking stupid come on Barry you're smarter than this but they did enough to make me feel for his loss cause you know the fact that you get the for Arrow and Flash this season they accept that they're gonna die like they did a good job of making you understand like how much Barry's losing how much he's already how much he's already lost they go through all the previous deaths in the show like Henry uh Nora all those characters um, and it makes you feel bad for him. It's like, yeah, man. Like, I think you're a whiny bitch for being like, no, haven't you give? Haven't I given up enough? But at the same time, if I were him, I could see myself saying the same things. Like, <laughs> I've already let people with close to me die. I'm gonna die now. Like, shouldn't I take this one shot to maybe live? But when you think about it, it's like, yeah, but you know he's a blood zombie, right? You know if he takes you over, you're gonna be a blood zombie, right? <laughs> no, but I can save people. As a blood zombie. <laughs> that, the ends justifies the means. Does it though? I don't think it does. <laughs> yeah. No. No. There's a, there's just, a point. Just think of Albert Wesker. Where, Resident Evil. There's a point He's where. He's a blood zombie. Where Zeresh tries to tell him. Like he, he gives him like a. Like a. Like a, a fantasy vision. Of what he could do. If he accepted Bloodworks powers. And it shows him saving some girl that died. By opening his hand. And this gross, like, symbiote blood shit comes out, and it revives her. I'm like, that is not like a, hey, look, if you had these powers, you could save lives. That's like a, that is a terrifying notion that symbiote blood powers would come out your hand and revive a dead person. That's not like a, yeah, this is a good reason to, to accept your, your powers. Like, like, no. Like, like, like prototype. That's terrifying. <laughs> if a terrifying. Nah, I would love to have prototype power. <laughs> it's a fucking demon. It's a symbiote. You played that game? Yes. It's a symbiote that makes you a fucking carnage monster. That game was that, it's unstoppable. Yeah, it's awesome. It's an awesome game, but I yeah, wouldn't exactly. I wouldn't want that power. I want that power. Oh my god, terrifying. I would absorb you into me. That doesn't sound fun at all. It is. No, no, that sounds good. Come into me, Jordan. Ew. Um and so for the fl- so that was the flash and I'm getting the arrow real quick and the episode was titled Reset. I'm trapped in some alternate reality. You look like you've seen a ghost. I almost died. You don't remember? I remember it differently. The monitor has done something to my memories. Dad, are you okay? This was basically Groundhog's Day, where at the end of the last episode, um, it turns out Lila has been working with the anti-monitor behind the scenes, um, and when they find that out, and monitor resets time, and it's this weird loop where Oliver Queen keeps waking up 
uh, in this alternate reality where Quentin Lance is alive. Remember I said he's back this episode? And it's him. And it was weird. I guess because they're trying to prep for the um, the 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 spinoff with the Black Canaries and Oliver. Or the Black Canaries and Arrow. Because I feel like they've made Laurel a way bigger presence this season than any other season. Like, she's basically his second main character. Because she's, she's also... I mean, they got rid of Felicity. They got rid of uh, Thea. Yeah. They really don't show Dinah that much. Yeah. But it's just weird that at the end of the show, now you're giving us Black but, Canary and but, Arrow. But still, part of me is like, why'd you kill the original Laurel at this point? Like, <laughs> But then also, you couldn't get this same personality type from the old Laurel. You should have made the old Laurel. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote themselves in the corner and was like, fuck, we can't make this chick badass. <laughs> Let's just bring another one from Never World. She'll yeah. be badass. Um, so it's both of them trapped in the loop and they don't know why. They think it's because the Animator is punishing them because remember I told you before how he told Black Canary to betray Oliver, but she refused. Um, so she thinks they're being punished and she has to watch Quentin die over and over and over again. Oliver thinks it's a test that he has to figure out a way to save Quentin because every time Quentin dies, time resets again and the loop continues. So, ultimately, you find out that um, uh, it's not a test in the... It's not really a test. Not in the way that Oliver thinks it is. Really, the point is they each have to accept Quentin's death for different reasons. Uh, she has to accept his death because she never got a chance to say goodbye when he actually died. Which I'm like, I don't remember that episode too well. Did she not say goodbye when he died? I remember he got shot, but I guess maybe he just died immediately. No, cause he got shot, but they didn't think he was going to die. I think he died on like the operating table or whatever. Oh, okay. All right. So that's basically what... Remember her- he died off screen. It was like, oh yeah, he's dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they kind of referenced that too in this episode. Like he, he has this, he's, he's like, oh... I felt like I was going to die when Diaz shot me, but I didn't. So I feel like ever since then, I've been like cheating death, basically. So when they tell him that he died, when they actually like, you know, inform him about the real reality, he's like, yeah, that makes sense. I felt like I died then, so I accept it. <laughs> okay. So it was about them accepting his death. So it was about her saying goodbye, and it was about Oliver, because the whole episode was like, I'm going to figure out a way to do this. I'm going to figure out a way to save him, break out of this loop. But the the lesson is, he can't fight fate. So even so really all he has to do is just accept the fact that he can't save Quentin. And that's the lesson. And it's also it plays into him giving up the the idea of being able to save himself in crisis. Cuz he was like, yeah, I even I, even to myself. Like even though I said I accepted it, in my mind I still thought there was like a slight way maybe I could change the future or my future. So I in terms of like a moral and in terms of how it fits in the crisis, I thought this episode was really good. Um, and again, the acting was on point. I think the acting between Quentin and Laurel, between Oliver and Quentin, all great moments. Um, and for a true enough for his character and to kind of wrap up early seasons of Arrows with Quentin, I think this was a great episode. So I'd give it, I'd give it a perfect vision. It's like... No no B-plot? Um, was me and them um, in this episode? They were, but they were only in it for like... Every time Oliver wakes up, like, and the loop restarts, they're walking into the apartment with Big Belly Burger, and he, he just leaves. So they're only in it for the introduction, but they're not really in the episode. There wasn't really a B-plot. I'm trying to think. No, there really wasn't. 
And that's I think why the episode was great because there wasn't a B plot, and we just focused on that. And you got to just kind of be in their heads for the whole episode, trying to figure out what the first why they're trapped in the in the loop, and then all and then what will get them out of the loop. So you dick. For someone that's not watching Arrow and Flash, these episodes are actually pretty good leading up to Crisis. Are, are they? These last couple have been. Bastard. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep watching. I'm almost there. Only one episode left for each. I'm going to crawl over that finish line, damn it. <laughs> uh, let's get into anime reviews. Let's talk about My Hero Academia and Unpleasant Talk. <laughs> How did you feel about this episode? I'm going to let you take it since I've been talking. My hero Magademia mm. with Trump. Uh, <laughs> this episode, uh, so you got to see all the students from the work study uh, program. Come together. Yeah. Come <laughs> right together like the Beatles. Yeah. And Midori is like, What's going on? We're going the same direction. We're walking this. We're crossing the same street. Just, we're turning the same. Like just talk to each yeah, other. Yeah, I was like, just talk to you. Like, <laughs> like I was so. I'm like, why are you just? Hey, where are you guys going? <laughs> like, it's all it takes. Yeah, we're going to this building over there. Oh, me too. I wonder what's happening. It's like I'm gonna just walk to see if they break off. Yeah, just awkwardly walking in silence. Yeah, and I was like, okay. <laughs> well, I thought it was funny though. Yeah. Well, um, but yeah, so they come together basically to have a meeting. About what they're gonna do about I don't know his name Chai Sakaki Sakataka, he's Sakaka Overhaul. Yeah, overhaul. <laughs> uh, basically, what they're gonna do about overhaul. You get to meet these all ragtag groups, and not even just the pro hero, the main pro heroes on the top on the list, one through whatever. Well, not one because and uh, what's his name again? Endeavor. Endeavor. I was about to say Inferno. Inferno. <laughs> He wasn't there, but the others were. And then you also see like no no name local heroes. And I mean, I enjoyed the drama of this episode. I do kind of wish they delved more into who these other heroes are, especially if they're just locals. <laughs> but I'm saying local if, heroes. If supposedly we're going to be following them the next couple of episodes. Because this is what the this is what the like the plot that they're leading to. Like everybody goes, everybody's gonna have their own faction and everybody's gonna take their own neighborhood. Or I whatever. have to assume so Deku a, and and Mirio is gonna get really lucky slash unlucky and just automatically run into overall. I mean, no, maybe I don't know, but 
it seems like they're leading into the, like they're gonna show all the intricacies of these other villains. Oh, okay, who, who, this person is gonna take this neighborhood, and we're gonna show it. Mm. So I'm like, oh, who are these people? Yeah, and then fuck that black guy. <laughs> oh yeah, so the black guy. I saw, but yeah, but yeah. Over, I mean, I liked it. I didn't love it. I mean, it was just a conversation. Yeah, it was just a conversation. But even still, there's plenty of my hero episodes where it was just a conversation, and it was like it was a great conversation. Yeah, this felt more like setting up for the the arc, like setting up the 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 next plot for action. Table setting. Yeah, table setting. Literally at a table. <laughs> but I kind of feel like, for the most part, every episode this season is table setting. It's been slow. This is what episode six I said. Yeah. Like last season, episode four was the muscular fight. Like that season started like whoa. This episode's been very. I mean, this season's been very like. Which I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. No, I don't mind it. It's just by comparison, it definitely feels slower compared to last season. Because I'm pretty sure once it once it pops off, it's gonna pop. Like, at least I'm hoping. Well, according to our reviewer, if you don't care about the side characters, you're not gonna care about what pops off. Which is which is the point that I was making. It's like for if you're gonna do this. Give me more. Like, why should I care about these? You never, you didn't even learn what their quirks were. The fact that they called this, or or the reviewer said that fans think this is filler, like a filler arc. How? Like, what what happens or doesn't happen that it makes this inconsequential? I guess this is the Garlic Junior saga. Oh no, <laughs> not the Garlic Junior saga, <laughs> which was a filler arc. Yeah, it was. Hmm. But yeah, so the black guy. I like Garlic Jr. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it wasn't like epic, but I was like, okay. it was the one moment besides obviously the Cell Saga, but they don't give Gohan that many moments to yeah, shine, yeah. especially nowadays. Like Gohan. Gohan's trash yeah, now. Yeah, Gohan's trash now. Um, But yeah, the black guy, I saw a lot of like pro-black like Instagram pages and My Academia pages going like, oh, look at this black character. Yeah, we got one. I'm no, like, you need to be saying that for Watchmen. Yeah, I'm like... And he's gay, so I got a, I got one. <laughs> Double. He's, he's a black gay comic geek because yeah. he, he was talking to a uh, guy about, oh, what's that? That's oh, super, Superman. Yeah, yeah, Superman. Yeah, I don't... He looks like a shot putter. He looks like he's wearing Jamaican colors. Yeah, he's de- he definitely looked like uh, what's-his-face from Big Hero 6. Oh shit! You're right. They only got they only got one design over in Asia. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I wasn't really feeling it. I'm like this guy again. If if he was a basketball quirk kind of guy, it'd be the same fucking thing. It just seems like oh, you're black. You got sports abilities, right? <laughs> That's your thing, sports. Um, I think the main thing this episode was you just got to see, uh, Mirio and Deku and their disdain for not being able to save that little girl, Eri. Mm-hmm. Which I get, you know, they they were right there. They could have saved her, but they didn't. What? I'm like, should I say it? What? I'm like, although, the way this episode ended... Okay, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I was like, granted, I know this is not what they were going for, but I was like, I don't like... The, the way she phrased the it? The way she phrased it. Like, his touch... It felt like anything, nothing I've ever felt before. It was different. It's like kindness. <laughs> it was like, all right, I'm, yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm just not invested in her. Well, you haven't seen. This is like the second time you've seen her. Yeah, but I feel like I should be at this point. Like the, I, I feel like I should care in the same way that Deku and Mirio do. But that's what I was saying. Day. It's only the second time we've seen her. We haven't seen 
like instances of her where you see the torture that she's going through with overhaul. Like you don't get that. You you're being told, not shown. Yes, yeah, very much right now it feels like a plot device. Like she's just a plot device. And this again, comparing to last season, I felt like um what's that kid's name? The little kid that Deku saved? I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name. The water kid, water spout yeah. kid. But again, same I thing. I liked him. But the, it's the same thing because you've seen more of him. You get you actually saw like saw his backstory with the with the uh, parents being killed by muscular or whatever. So they showed you. They didn't just tell you. Right yeah. now we're just being told. And you also got more moments with him before even that. Like with his personality. Like I understood yeah, his personality. Yeah, he kicked them all in the balls. <laughs> yeah. Or he defended the girls from Mineta. Like yeah. stuff like like moments like that, but her is just like, oh, she's a little girl and she cries, so you should feel bad about that, right? Like, I guess <laughs> in theory, yeah. I, all right. Uh, so it was that, and what's his name, Night Eye, again, the plot, I, and I feel like it's just like, don't give him that ability where it, it just creates his plot holes. But I, I agree with you, but I will say I at least like the fact. Even though the explanations are like that still doesn't make sense, but I at least like that they're addressing it. Yes, but the, but I feel like as opposed also, to us going, well, why is he doing it? kind of almost with the flash? Like, well, why doesn't he do this? Why does he? And they just ignore it completely. Yeah. At least so it's because he's traumatized. Yeah, so because at least, he yeah he touched all my it. he touched all my he saw death. So he doesn't want to experience that again. He didn't like what he saw. Yeah, and yeah, and also we don't necessarily know if his quirk comes with like an emotional thing where like maybe he felt well it seemed like he was traumatized by it It, the whole right isn't the whole point why he's not going to touch people everybody in the room well first they they added that stipulation of he can only touch one person per day yeah so he basically became peter in season three (laughs) yeah from heroes he lost his powers to become a sponge yeah and it's like oh i have to touch you and it's only one power at a time it's like bullshit yeah but But yet they kept having siler growing power yeah but it just feels like so. Okay, so now you have a stipulation, but Eraserhead was still like, so still touch one of us, get it started. But he's like, no, I can't because I don't want to take the risk of seeing someone die. And right, yeah, because I guess because once he sees it, he knows he can't change it. Yeah, except fate. Yeah. So, so I, I, I kind of get the reason why, but still, I'm like, just don't give him that power. Like, <laughs> you have to have that power so all encompassing. Like, well, I mean, it works for a 24 hour period. But then I'm like, because part of I was like, well, what if that person dies in 24 hours? <laughs> but that's what I mean. I don't know. It's weird. So it's like if he touched Deku, right? And then he saw that Overhaul killed Deku. It doesn't matter that he knows Deku will die. There's nothing he can do to change it. Well, that's what they're saying. His power. They're saying every vision that he's had has come to pass, which means there's going to be a vision that he has that doesn't come to pass, which is ultimately more than likely going to be All Might. I just, I'm confused about how fate works. Because if, if you, you see the vision, you've changed fate. Because in the original vision, you didn't see the vision, right? Or you did. Okay. Now I'm more confused. Because <laughs> <laughs> the original vision takes into account that you saw the vision. Oh, man. Okay, so kind of so, think of it it, it. it it also depends on who's writing like the time travel thing, because in like something like Charmed, Phoebe sees the future; she can work to change the future. That's the whole point of her powers. But then say something like Oedipus, where they took their uh, they had a baby, they took the baby to a, a prophet or whatever, and they said, 
oh, your son is going to grow up mm. and kill its father, yeah. kill the father and marry the mother. So what did he do? He sent the child away. Had he not sent the child away, none of that would ever happen. Mm. So trying to fight fate ends up creating the creating fate. Creating the fate. Okay. So, so it could be either or. Also, one more thing that I, I forgot to mention that when they said it, I was like, oh shit, Michael was on the right track about the permanently losing quirks as a possibility. Like if they continue to, like not what they have currently, but if they keep refining the process, maybe they could permanently take away quirks. Yeah. So the, the, the idea that, is that, to stop it because if they don't, that's fucking world breaking. <laughs> but part of me is still like, how does that work though for like, like the guy that looked like, I don't know what the fuck that thing was. Oh, the mutation quirks. Yeah. So I'm like, do they go back to looking like they were before they got a quirk? Or do they just stay looking like that, but they can't use it? Like the tail guy. Could he not use his tail? <laughs> the tail's just dead. Yeah, the tail's- <laughs> I've got no feeling in my tail. Or does it like fall off like a, like a lizard? Uh, all good questions. But I doubt we'll ever get to that point. Cause if we well, did- no, probably won't. But I still want like, to see them like shoot Godzilla with the quirk. <laughs> with no! the quirk damage, like to see what happens. <laughs> Back to my nerdy self. Uh, so what you read this episode? I give it a little more than passable. It was all right. High passable. High passable. Wow. You give this a high passable, but not Frozen 2. You fuck disgust you. me. <laughs> but let's talk about something that I think was perfect vision. I don't know about you. It's about Dr. Stone. The Spartan Crafts Club. That's the, that's the song. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, the moment in this episode where they do the montage of like the town, like preparing for winter and kind of like being influenced by by Senku and his like science shit, I fucking loved. Small moments like that in Doctor Stone still fucking get me. Because you can see how much of an influence Senku has had on the village and how he's changed their lives. Just like... Bottling things rather than just like, you know, hunting. And what does Senku sound like? Sounds like Deku. And he's also had an influence on the village too. Well, there you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And I I like that they keep giving moments to the side characters. Like the little girl. Not even just that, but like... It's educating me too. Because I'm like, I don't know how things work. Nope. Tungsten? Didn't know that. (laughs) Why what? Tungsten? Tungsten? Yeah. Wait, what? When they say that. Well, clearly you didn't watch the episode. <laughs> I learned things too. What about the, the main element that they discovered in the episode? The what now? <laughs> but no, but Remember because the, the glass kept cracking because their bamboo filament wasn't strong enough? 
Oh, I don't and remember. I don't remember tungsten. I don't remember tungsten, but I do remember like just what? just the idea of like what they're talking about. Oh yeah, the, for batteries, the I mean not batteries, but for light bulbs, the way they work is you got to suck out all the air because the air. Yeah, I didn't know I that was either. Like, I didn't know that. Like, like oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's like, why when, when flash lights don't work, they rattle. I guess because there's air enough in it that the thing is broken. I guess I don't know. I'm, I'm like, oh, so this is how science works. <laughs> <laughs> how do you figure this out? <laughs> Like, oh, all light bulbs are just slow-burning fire, kind of. That's yeah. why they burn out. Duh! <laughs> I'm like, I'm a grown-ass man. Did I never learn this in any kind of elementary school course or nothing? No. Like, <laughs> even granted, I kind of had an in- inkling of how it worked. But then, but even them showing the visual, like the cell phone, the waves, and all that other stuff. Yeah, I don't fucking know yeah, shit. I, was, I just know I talk into one. And, and, yeah. and, and the sound comes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tungsten was the thing that the uh, melon girl found—the little rock that she found. I also like that moment. Where oh, tung- no, wasn't it called something else? No, it's called tungsten. Tungsten. No, they called it something else. Is Man, it- you failed this class. If I it was a like, rock, if, if it was if it was a class, you failed it. <laughs> Fuck you. Where's my phone? <laughs> it's tungsten. No, he called, no, he called it something. He, it was like Sealy Queen or some shit. Sealy Queen. <laughs> what? <laughs> It was something like that. I don't remember. What are you talking about? <laughs> tungsten is the thing in, in light bulbs. No, it was the Sealy Queen. <laughs> okay. That's not it, but I'm, I'm, it's something. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, Wait. that moment was fucking... Like, I, I like it seemed like if he didn't find that by pure luck. <laughs> you really brought the episode just to... <laughs> wow. Michael doesn't believe me, so he's got to... <laughs> I don't remember Tungsten. He's got to scour... Let's go to the end where I know, I'm, I'm skipping with the blue light because the UV lights or whatever. Again, if this is a class, Michael would fail this test. This is a multiple choice test that Michael's failing. <laughs> oh. oh, ultimate elemental. The little visual of the, the rocket ship. Wait. Tungsten? No, you even no. heard it. He even Wait. said it in Japanese. No, tungsten? No, no. What she said the name of the rock was. I know what the name of the rock was. That's what I was looking at. The name of the rock. Yes. Sealy Queen. Sealy Queen? see this. Wait. Sealy Queen. It won't. Damn it. It won't let me pause it. Well, clearly you know the element's called Tungsten, right? Yeah. See, look. It's glowing. He says, it's Sealy Queen. Oh, she like Sealy Queen. Sealy <laughs> Queen. <laughs> well, I'm glad you you knew kind of half of the equation of that. So I win. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> it's tungsten. Sealy Queen. But yeah, like because he didn't know that that element would be findable in that current age of technology they have. Because I guess you have to like mine it or whatever. So you even take into consideration that they would be able to find it. But I like because for a moment you're like, oh shit. Did they There's a lot of things he doesn't take into consideration, though. Like, even the fact that he didn't think to make a fucking water wheel. But I like that. I like that he's not perfect. Like, he's got flaws. But he is, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's perfect when the when the plot needs him to be. <laughs> but in most cases, he seems like... Even to the point that he survived death. Yeah. <laughs> a like, neck chop to the neck. Yeah, a neck to whatever. That was like a light Death Note moment. <laughs> I plan that you plan that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I like that moment. Because I was like, oh shit, he's he's not infallible. He just, he, is. he just got lucky because the little girl was able he's, to find... He's infallible. He just not, he's not omniscient. 
Yeah, there you go. There you go. But I like this episode a lot. And I, oh my god, I was dying laughing when he, they're trying to figure out who they're gonna take with him and uh, Chrome to go find more tungsten. And it's like a an RPG menu comes up and it shows each character. And it kind of goes through each yeah, character. Yeah, like, like blinks, almost like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to take me because X, Y, Z. And they can go through each person and they end up going with Magma. I, I was dying at that whole scene. Yeah. I love this fucking show. Or even, uh, fucking, uh, <laughs> uh, why can't I think of their names? The brothers. Ginro and Kinro? Yeah. Well, they were like, oh, we have energy now. We don't have to do the thing. And then the, the animation was like, yeah. Oh, well, high five. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, even Kinro doesn't want to do it? <laughs> with the glasses on. Yeah, because she's hard work. And like froze on that animation with them giving the high five. I think Dr. Stone has like some of the best reaction faces of like any anime. Yes. The little faces they make are hilarious. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, I gave this episode perfect vision. I fucking loved it. Yes. Again, not okay. I don't want to like Dr. Stone more than My Hero Academia, but I feel like every week I'm like, I, I like Dr. Stone more than My Hero this week. What yes. the fuck? <laughs> These, this is the darkest timeline. Really, oh my, save us! <laughs> but that we might not like this season at all, apparently. Oh. It might be the last, well, you liked Last Jedi. <laughs> I did. I still do. And fuck you, it's just trash. I just don't like Which, parts of it. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm like, granted, we haven't seen The Rise of Skywalker, but I'm, the more and more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, this new trilogy is trash. I saw a funny thing. I was like, oh, that's fucking true. Especially now we got The Mandalorian, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I mean, not The Last Jedi. Fallen Order game. I can't see it. I just see what? white people. It's just The oh. Mandalorian. And it's like The Rise of Skywalker is drowning. <laughs> it's like, nobody cares about that. Mandalorian is the new shit. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for... I don't like The Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, it's not even... For movies, the rest of the year, I'm like, maybe it's like the third. It's just been shot in the foot by The Last Jedi. Like, <laughs> I want to see, I'm more excited to see Queen and Slim and Knives Out than I am. Oh, shit. The Last Rise of Skywalker. I'm not. Cause I want to see how they land it. Like, either it could be terrible or it could be uh, pretty okay. Or it could be amazing. Like, I, I could. I could be wrong. It could be like, whoa, they fixed all the issues from Last Jedi. Even and- Frozen. I was more excited to see Frozen than. Well, your, your opinion is ridiculous. So. No, my, my opinion is great. <laughs> better than Frozen 1. What the fuck is it wrong is. with you? Fuck you. You're trash. All right, well, let's get in the news of the week. Any, you don't know any better. Well, <laughs> she's the black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. <laughs> they just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga. You if he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. Y'all don't want to hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Your cisgendered male opinion doesn't matter. Because Frozen was Frozen 2 was for the gays. Was it though? Wait. I got a moment. I should have timed that. What? Hold up. Let me do it again. Still waiting? I'm going to do it again. Rewind. Your cisgendered male... I don't remember what I said. <laughs> 600 but, male gays? Yeah, but Frozen 2 is for the gays. Let's, there we go. Coming out. I'm coming out. Is it the P. Diddy remix? <laughs> no, it's the, uh, the original. Uh, <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming out. I 
want the world to know. Okay, that's <laughs> Yeah, what's up, what's up with the news? But anyway, speaking of uh, some crackling noise, let's talk about a trailer that's going to make a lot of noise come next month. It's going to be the... B- Actually, and funny enough, I'm more excited to see this than The Rise of Skywalker, but for a different reason. Oh, my God. Okay, what is for it? For a different reason. Cats. Oh, my God. <laughs> let's, talk oh. about, let's talk about the newest Cats trailer. Tonight is a magical night where I choose the cat that deserves a new life. Going to the ball could get dangerous. <laughs> Come on! Let's dance! I judge a cat by its soul. I've got plenty of soul. Spotlight! And a drum roll, please. Milk! It's party time! The most deserving cat will be reborn into another life. So they can be who they've always dreamed of being. What's your name? Cat got your tongue. What is there to say? <laughs> this is going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, I like Taylor Swift's kitty titties. Like, like <laughs> it's going to be awesomely bad. And I can't wait to shit talk this movie. <laughs> It comes out Christmas Day, man. If you see that movie on Christmas, Jesus is going to fucking hate you. <laughs> or he might love you. Mm, I don't think so. Thou shalt not see Cat like, on the day you, of Sabbath. I'm like, you go to this movie? I'm like, what if you go to this movie thinking it's like trash? And it's amazing? And it's amazing. Well, then I will eat my words. Almost, almost like the greatest show. When I saw I was like, greatest showman. Come on. I'm like, oh. And then Barnum and Bailey, like, it's fucking racist. Like... <laughs> Yeah, but that music was great. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. You go out to the cats thinking it's going to be one way. Then but you go like, oh, I loved it. But aren't they just doing the cats musical? Do you well, I don't know anything about the cats musical. Oh, yeah. I don't know any of those songs either. Yeah, I don't know any of the songs. So uh-huh. that's why I'm like, what if the songs are amazing? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. We are Siamese, if you please. Girl, that's Lady and a Tramp. So, so what is it, like American Idol, but cats? Is that the plot of this? I don't even know what the plot is. You like, don't even care. I don't care. I oh just my think God, it's, you're it's, trash. This is going to be great. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but Taylor Swift is hot as a cat. I'll say that. Fuck Taylor Swift. I don't care about her. Wow. <laughs> I stay up too late. Got nothing in my brain. <laughs> well, speaking of somebody that has nothing in their brain, uh, Shaggy and Scooby, we didn't talk about this last week. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it this week. Zoink, Scoob! The new Scoob trailer. Oh, oh, it's about to start. You ready? Ready. Popcorn? Butter. Nachos? Cheese. Fruit beer with red licorice straw? Right here. <laughs> Maybe it's time we made our new movie. Good idea, Scoob. But first we need a trailer. Oh, oh, can you do the trailer guy voice? Hmm. Well, let me give it a shot. <laughs> In a world destroyed by evil. Discover the epic origin story. The greatest team of heroes in the history of mystery. <laughs> Not bad. Nailed it. Ah! Oh. This mangy stray's coming with me. He's not a stray. Okay, then. What's his name? His name's 
Scooby. Middle name. Doobie. Last name. Do. What did you think about Scoob? It looks like it's one part. Uh, what was the movie? Was there a show with Scooby Doo when he was a kid? Scooby Doo in the game. Wasn't that Shaggy Doo? Shaggy Doo? Wasn't his nephew? No, it's not Shaggy Doo. That's not his name. First of all, but no, it was a young Scooby Doo. Not Shaggy. Oh, a pup called Scooby Doo. That was the movie. That was the show's name. His name? No. What's his name? No. What's oh, the, um, the you, nephew. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. It's not Shaggy Doo though. Scrappy Doo. Oh, yeah, same thing. He's scrappy. It starts with an S. Yeah. Put him up. Put him up. Puppy power. Yeah, that yeah, thing. yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Though the, the twist of that character in the original Scooby Doo movie was hilarious. With Cher Michelle Geller. You didn't see it? No. Oh my god. <laughs> and you call yourself a Buffy fan? She's not Buffy. Yeah, <laughs> she is Buffy. She was Daphne. Well, she's Buffy. <laughs> okay. And she fought like Buffy because she had karate, karate training in that movie. So no, nobody fights like Buffy. Okay. Well, <laughs> um. I surprisingly liked this trailer for this for Scoob. I thought I it was cute. Too. I thought it was going to be like a full origin movie, but no, it's not. Yeah, it's both. It's like an origin. They go to, they go to IKEA, <laughs> the spaceship or whatever the yeah. fuck. So it's like a a, a modern day Scooby Doo adventure, it's, but they um, flash back to the past. It's a origin. A origin. Yeah. A modern origin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just wonder if you get it. <laughs> My one complaint is that Shaggy's little kid voice didn't sound Shaggy enough. No, it just sounded like a little kid. Yeah. I'm like, so what, becoming a stoner make you that way? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Hey, Scoob. <laughs> My eyes fuck, Scoob. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Yeah. I, was, I was also like, greatest animation. I was like, it's kind of weird. Like, Scooby's talking a hell of a lot. Like, he's like sentient at this point. He like, talks in the original, too. He talks in the original, but he doesn't, like, he was having, like, full comfort. Like, I think it's wise you don't do that. Yeah, I, I, he had more, like, a sarcastic humor or witty humor in this? I don't know. As opposed to like, I feel like in the original he talked, but it wasn't like... Yeah, it was... Yeah, you're right. Maybe it was some shorter sentences. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't like full sentences. Yeah. He's like actually making punchlines. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So you're right. You excited for this? I mean... It looks better than like 99% I, I know, of the... I don't know about excited, but, I'm, but I, I don't know about excited, but I'm definitely intrigued. Like, the trailer did... It did get me... I didn't even know they were making this movie, but it got me interested. Yeah. And Zach what's your dog's name Scooby what else Doobie what's his last what the, what's his middle name yeah, Doobie what's his last name Do like, do dogs have, what, what's, what's your cat's middle name I don't know <laughs> and it's not real I'm taking it in to the, to the pound yeah, it yeah was I'm interesting. like my dog didn't have a last name my cat didn't have a last name yeah word Though I like that moment My because pig didn't have a last name. I never understood as a kid why Scooby Doo had like manufactured snacks based off his name, but in this it makes it seem like it's the other way around. Scooby Snacks existed, and then Shaggy just gave him the name Scooby. Yeah. So who's the original Scooby? <laughs> He's the Dooby Doo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited. Next trailer. Uh, Jordan Peele is coming out with a new series. Not Weird City, which I don't think we finished reviewing. We didn't? I don't think so. There's only six episodes. I thought we did them all. I don't think so. I know we talked about the first. I remember us talked about in the first two. Rosario Dawson. Didn't they all come out at once? We didn't yeah. talk about them all at once? And then the gay stuff. Yeah. Was, was there more that we didn't talk about? Uh, I think those are the only two we talked about. Were they weekly? 
I thought it was all at once. I don't remember. All I know, I don't think we talked about all of them. But yeah, uh, but yeah, this, I said, but yeah, but yeah. But yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so this uh, trailer is for a new Amazon Prime series from Jordan Peele, starring Al Pacino as a Jewish Nazi hunter called Hunters. There comes a time where we all must choose between the light in the darkness. But when there is great darkness in this world, perhaps the choice is made for us. You know, for eons, people like us have been degraded and exterminated, but no more. There is evil among us, and you must remember, this evil starts as but a spot inside of them. Then it grows to a stain. Then it becomes a scourge. And we can't know such evil until it strikes. So the time to act is now. Before everything we hold dear to us is destroyed. This is not murder. This is mitzvah. Look like it's gonna be pretty good. Oh wait, so they're Jewish Nazi hunters? I, I thought mean, they were Jewish Nazis hunting people. Wait, what? Wait, not Jewish Nazis. No. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, I thought they were like like ex-Nazis hunting people. No. Or maybe, I don't know. So they're Jewish people hunting Nazis? May, or maybe I'm just stereotyping, because I was like, based on like the accent that he was doing, I felt like he was an old Jewish guy. Oh. Hunting Nazis. But then why was it like, it looks like a, a bunch of people playing a game or something. They're hunting Nazis. But they're not Jewish. Then maybe they don't have to be Jewish. Maybe he's just the leader of the... Oh. I'm confused now. I, I, I thought I knew what this was about, but clearly I have no idea. Because it doesn't really say, it just says... Uh, it looks like the greatest race. Or it the just says race. they're Nazi hunters. And oh. it's called Hunters. Okay. All right. I don't even know what to expect from this now. Well, I want to hunt some Nazis. Is it a comic book property at all? No. Uh, I don't think so. Oh. Hmm. But it doesn't say if they're Jewish or not. It just says set in 1977. The show follows a band of Nazi hunters who discovered hundreds of high-ranking Nazi officials are living among us and are planning a fourth Reich in the U.S. Reich? Is this a uh, movie or TV show? Uh, show the show follows. Oh, okay. The hunters are also the hunters all as they're known set out on a violent quest to bring Nazis to justice and stop their genocidal plans. The trailer shows several of their members stab, shoot, and blow up Nazis around town. Oh shit! All right. So they're the boys, but for Nazis. <laughs> the boys. All right, cool. But yeah, I'm excited. Jordan Peele hopefully has a better ending than us. <laughs> but he didn't. He just produced this, right? Because then he, then he just produced Weird City too. I still hope it has a better ending than us. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of hoping something has a better ending, I don't know what the fuck this show is about, but Ian Somerhalder is in it, and he stars as Damon from Vampire Diaries. Well, he decided he didn't want to give up the vampire life, so he's joining a new vampire series. Not Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the reboot that's coming out, which I haven't heard anything about that lately. But uh, this show is called 
v- vagina wars. Yeah, V wars. <laughs> which I said, yeah, I said the Jordan starts for vagina wars. Did you hear that too? I think there's something downstairs. <laughs> Authorities in upstate New York reported a series of attacks called vampire killings. We need you, Doctor. All the victims have been missing a lot of blood. Oh my god. So what do we know so far? This is a modified virus causing DNA transformations. I need your help, buddy. I don't know what I've become. I am your brother. Together, we will find a cure for this. The man you knew is gone. My people and I are not terrorists. And as much right to live as anyone else. Horrible as it will be, this war is also necessary. Blood Nation will prevail. The infection is spreading faster than any of us could have anticipated. We're killing this thing. I'm a doctor. I can help make you better. I need to feed. You join in with us. Or die alone. What happens now? I was like, Valentine's Day Wars? Which no, it's, it's vampires. Because vampires do suck. Vagina? Well, no, he's, <laughs> vampires suck, and uh, vaginas suck you in. You don't even know how vaginas work, do you? Yes, I do. <laughs> they, they don't suck you they in. Work, yo, you gotta, you gotta put, you gotta put the tip near the hole, and, and it like, like a vacuum. Like, yeah. <laughs> First of all, that's terrifying. That's a terrifying notion. It's like a suction cup, with like with a hole. Girl, turn your vacuum on. <laughs> Well, this looks like, like Have you ever seen Little Shop of Horrors? Yes. That's that's a vagina. Seymour? Like the fucking plant? Yeah, the plant. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. Um, this looks like Strain to me, but you haven't seen Strain. No, I've never seen Strain. Strain was basically zombie vampires. That seems weird what this is. I mean, they're not zombies, but... I mean, in terms of... Virus. Yeah, like a virus, yeah. Like something that's like known... Like, it's like a known issue... It's not a secret thing. It's the government trying to stop it before it spreads. Seems like kind of the same premise. But Strain seemed more horror-based. What is this? Action? Seems, yeah, action. Seems more action-y. Mm. Okay, interesting. Interesting. I'm going to check it out. I'd recommend watching the first season of Strain, though. It gets kind of convoluted as it goes on. Because it introduces, like, vampire, like, old vampires and shit later. But at first, it's just straight-up vampire zombies. Nothing wrong with old vampires. You don't like mythology. That's not the theme. I'm <laughs> well, no, it's not that I like mythology. It's like it. A lot of oh, things... it got too magicy. No, magic-y. no, I like. I like it as a concept because like, obviously there has to be some kind of ancient vampires if vampires are real, right? Like Nosferatu types. Yeah. But it was just like the plot became weird. Like they start introducing too many characters. Some of the characters that were like mainstays ended up dying later. That kind of fucked up the plot to me. But magic. That's what I wonder if it. Know. I wonder if it ended or got canceled like too. Magic. I fell off. It was good for. It was good for a while. You don't like magic. I like magic. No, like magic. I watched Doctor Stone. It's filled with magic. No, it's not. <laughs> Science, not magic. I haven't gotten to the magic yet. 
But uh, speaking of magic, the magic lives for Frozen 2. Oh, my God. Because Frozen 2 is breaking November box office records, opening. It's not earned. Yes, it is. No. But opening 300. Put Chris, what, what's her name? Kristen, whatever. The, the, the Pink Ranger. Oh, Jenna? I was close. <laughs> That's the Yellow Ranger. Christine. Have, have her be on the show. <laughs> Just the so cosign. We, so we can gush about Frozen. That Frozen 2's good. Into the unknown. That's the only song you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, ya, hey, ya, hey, ya. That song was racist. <laughs> but it was a good song. I just don't want them singing it. <laughs> Not a bunch of black people or whatever. It's just coasting on the success of Frozen 1. But yeah, what was it? 300 million something? 350 billion. No. Billion. Jesus. 350 million dollars worldwide. In the weekend. Yeah, for the weekend. That's crazy. Uh, 127 domestically. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be the next billion-dollar franchise. Well, Frozen 3 is definitely going to be a thing. <laughs> Which will bring, uh, I believe, it will bring Disney to $3 billion domestic. How many billion-dollar movies think, do they have this year? Uh, Captain Marvel. Are they the last studio doing well? <laughs> like, they're the only studio that consistently well, no. releases hits. Well, not as much money, but Universal's doing pretty well with, like, the Blumhouse and Jordan Peele stuff. They're just not billion-dollar franchises. Mm. And uh, Paramount was like... No, they're fucking doomed. Oh, yeah, they're doomed. <laughs> it's like their last hit was, uh, I believe, A Quiet Place. That was last year. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because Gemini Man... That was great. Yeah, okay. Terminator. Also great. And then uh, whatever that fucking John Cena movie was, The Fireman. I don't know what that did at the box office, but I highly Probably doubt great. it. Probably <laughs> great. All these things are great. And then like Warner Brothers has like the, the hit with, uh, I think Shazam. Well, Shazam just made a profit. Joker. Joker, obviously. Uh, Aquaman. Mm. But at least this year. I don't know what else they did this year. Wow. I feel like in five years, Disney's going to be the only company making movies. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, what a brave new world that will be. And Sony, they're trying to Live off of Spider-Man. <laughs> that's, that's all they have. That's all they have. Well, and Jumanji. Jumanji 2. Doesn't that right. come out this year? Comes out next month. Oh, my God. So I'm pretty sure that's going to do well. So that's all they got. Spider-Man and Jumanji. Yeah, between Cats and Jumanji. I'm seeing Jumanji. You're crazy. <laughs> I'm see both. You're crazy. I don't think Jumanji comes out on Christmas Day. I think it comes out before that. I would never see Cats on Christmas no. Day. <laughs> Cats is great. I'm not going to see it on Christmas Day. Yeah, but No, you're lying. You're going to be the first in line Christmas Day. <laughs> Christmas morning. I'm going to see it. But, uh, so, something that we didn't uh, talk about before, during the Mandalorian review was that uh, the episode was directed by a woman named Deborah Choi. Deborah Chow. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, the thing that's interesting about Deborah is two things. Uh, Deborah is the first woman to direct any live-action Star Wars property. Okay. And also, she's the person behind the Obi-Wan uh, show. Oh. So that kind of gets me excited about that. And uh, she says about the Obi-Wan show... Um, the idea of being able to go into a character... Wait. Oh. 
There's so much going on between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope that hasn't been explored. And the idea of being able to go into a character journey, plus the politics and plus all the vastness of the Empire and what's going on is exciting just because it feels like a proper period of history. And sometimes that is hard to do in two hours. Sometimes with two-hour movies, there's always an imperative for the action and the plot to move particularly fast and quickly and to go from action sequence to action sequence. And there are many more aspects about this that I find interesting. And uh, she said one of the biggest benefits is that I just spent the last year in the Star Wars universe, talking about uh, Mandalorian, and I had great mentors with John Favreau and David Filoni. And absorbing that, I feel, was the best training that I could take to Obi-Wan. So much of it is so much of it just feeling it and understanding it on an instinctual level to know what's right and what's wrong with it. There's so much knowledge. Every prop, every costume is important and every detail really matters. Hmm. So yeah, that's her prepping for Wannabe. For Ben Kenobi, which is uh, what I hope they call the show. Call not, it, not call, Obi-Wan? Call it Ben. Ben Kenobi. Oh, because it takes place. Because it's not Obi-Wan anymore. Yeah. Obi-Wan, that was a name I haven't, I haven't heard. heard that name Oh, there you go. Yeah. Since I didn't have to use Viagra anymore. <laughs> but yeah. I don't remember ever owning a droid, except all those years I owned a droid. <laughs> yes. The, the, the continuity is stupid. No, we're talking about fucking, uh, what's his name? He planned it all out from day one. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited about what she, what, what do you want to see for Ben Kenobi? What do I want to see? Yes. I mean, I don't want them to be beholden to the Clone Wars ending for uh, Darth Maul. Because I want to see Darth Maul. I want that story to be ended in live action, not in... Well, it was in Rebels, though. That's what I'm, I'm Rebels, not Clone Wars, sorry. But it's all canon. But nobody's seen it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? A very small population has seen that fucking scene. I mean, maybe in the show I with that say, scene. I mean, they could probably... Just redo that exact. The re, just redo the same episode live action. But but wasn't their meeting only the very end of that episode? I think so. Like it wasn't really about Maul versus Ben. It was just he shows up at the very end and is like, "I'm gonna fight you." All right, let's duel. Dead. <laughs> it's like what? You gotta have if he's gonna be the antagonist. You gotta have more of like a. Back but then it's also again the continuity is screwed up because I'm like. That's around the same time that he fought Vader. And then also... And you think about when they were fighting each other, it was like... Yeah. (laughs) Granted, I get it's the 70s, but... Yeah. Very old. Yeah, he seemed kind of weak. Even Vader, like, seemed kind of weak. Well, I assume that was just the, 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 you know, the the limitations of the time. But no, because think about the fight that he had with Luke. It was still way more fluid. Yeah. I feel like that was limitations of having an old man <laughs> and no stunt doubles back then. <laughs> Be your Obi Wan or Ben Kenobi or whatever. They had stunt doubles back then, but they didn't use it obviously because <laughs> <laughs> their their fight was weak. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I and they they kind of took away what I assumed the plot was gonna be for Obi Wan's story with Mandalorian. Like I always thought it was gonna be a lone wolf and cub thing for the Obi Wan series, not for Mandalorian. Because, you know, you got long, young Luke, older, you know, wizened warrior Obi-Wan. I thought it'd be him protecting your young Luke. Well, Luke would be older. Not a baby. It won't be baby Luke. Yeah, but now now they're not going to... Teenage Luke. But now they won't have that lone wolf and cub kind dynamic. 
that I, I thought they were going to do. I mean, they can still do it. Because it makes it harder if Luke's old enough to remember shit. Because if you remember shit... Hey! Ben, who yeah. we had many adventures with, even though and in I, New Hope it seemed like he were, don't... And I knew you were a Jedi. Yeah, but in New Hope it may have seemed like he didn't know he was a Jedi. He barely... He's going to mind wipe him. He barely had contact with him. Forget our encounter. <laughs> That's a possibility. <laughs> Just like they do with the droids. Oh, yeah, the droids don't remember because we mind-wiped them after every adventure. Okay, how convenient. <laughs> you mind-raped C-3PO. <laughs> but uh, speaking of uh, Baby Yoda, so... I don't know how, but Disney didn't realize Baby Yoda would take off so so much to the point that everybody's in love with Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. So at first, Super cute. there were no plans to have Baby Yoda merchandise for Christmas, but now they had to fast track that, and they're like, "Oh no, 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 no! We didn't mean that. We're gonna, ha- we're totally gonna have Baby Yoda merchandise for Christmas." I thought it was a thing where they didn't want to make merchandise, not because they didn't want to make merchandise for like selling, but because if they did it, they, it would leak Baby Yoda concepts. Like if they had had the merch on track for the release of the episodes, people would find out. You know, they, you know how toys spoil movies? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, right? Uh, all I've read is... And people be like, oh my God, Lego just announced the Baby Yoda Lego set. What does that mean? Like, you know what I mean? Shit like that. All I know is I read at first, they said they weren't going to have Baby Yoda come out for Christmas or the holidays. Then they said, oh no, now we are. Because <laughs> it prints money. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of... Printing, printing money. Printing money. The Mandalorian has been rated as the highest streaming show, uh, breaking Stranger Things five-month streak. Wow. That's kind of crazy. Yep. What is that a factor of? How big Disney Plus is? How popular Star Wars, Star Wars is? Both. Both? Because there's talks that my very next news thing that it doesn't say when, I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know something's starting right now. Watch and you'll see. Disney will be part of everybody's world. <laughs> so with that, uh, they're saying Disney Plus may or more, will more than likely hit, again, it didn't say when, 60 million subscribers way sooner than they originally planned or projected. And how many does Netflix have? They don't release their numbers. So what? Why does Disney release their numbers in? Because Disney's like, look at our dick. Yeah, look at our dick. <laughs> we don't gotta hide nothing. This dick is huge. Exactly. <laughs> Netflix is like, no, I got a shy dick. I don't want you to see it. <laughs> I can't get hard if you look right at it. Yeah, I don't want you to look at it because I'm a grower, not a shower. And I don't want you to get embarrassed. <laughs> I don't want to be embarrassed. To... And Disney's like, look at this massive cock. <laughs> yeah. All right, that makes sense. All right. Hmm. Yeah, Disney Plus is going to take over. It's, it's already happening. It, I was going to say, if it hasn't already. Yeah, the empire has, has, has won. You know, there's still some glitches, because sometimes when I try to like, because I have a third generation Apple TV, so I can't have Disney Plus. They don't, they don't deal with third generation anymore, so I can't get Disney Plus on Apple TV. That's right. I would have to get fourth or higher, so I just take it from my phone and, and airplay it to the TV. Oh, shit. But every time, I, sometimes when I try to do it, it's like, cannot play, cannot play. It's not nothing to do with airplay. It's fucking Disney Plus. Look at you. Trash. This child of privilege over here. You shut the fuck up. There was none of that in the stone world. <laughs> well, they're making cell phones. 
Speaking speaking of the stone world, uh, Castlevania season three comes out December first. Did that show end? Dracula died. <laughs> well, he dies in the game too. <laughs> okay, fair point. All right, yeah, that's a good point. That last battle was so fucking epic. It was. But season three. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> I think that was when Jamie was still around, wasn't it? Uh, was she? No, actually, no, she wasn't. No, I was like, no, she. I don't Never mind. Think she was. No, no. Uh, speaking of epic. No, it's not really epic. But <laughs> if you have dreams or desires or goals to be, a I have dreams of who you want to be your favorite Marvel character, oh, live no. action. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I just had general dreams. But yeah, if you have dreams or goals or aspirations to be a politician in the world, well, what? take it from Ben Kalos. Who? I don't know who he is, but it doesn't matter. But take the lesson from Ben Kalos, and if you don't, if you have a dream to be a politician, just don't dress up as a Marvel character because Marvel will send you a very angry letter. As telling, a, wait, what? As a politician? Uh, don't dress up as a Marvel character as a politician. Okay, why? They're gonna say. Don't fucking do it or we're going to sue your ass. <laughs> really? Yeah. So basically, I just found this to be a funny story. That's why I brought it up. Oh, like, does but, that apply to people like us? <laughs> yeah, there was us a normies? There was a politician that dressed up as Captain America as part of his campaign. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Nah, nigga. <laughs> I don't even know what your stances are, but nah, you ain't Captain America. And so Disney basically sent him a letter saying like, Please don't dress up as our characters as you for your political. Yeah, don't represent that you're Captain America, motherfucker. What is he? It's like while is we conservative, while we appreciate your obvious affection for our properties and welcome your support as a fan, we ask that our characters not be used for political purpose purposes or to support political campaigns. Basically, be that's layman's term. So we have a gun pointed to your head. You better fucking. <laughs> I don't know if he's. I'm assuming. Do he you is. think this is a game, bitch? Huh? <laughs> I'm assuming he is because he went on Fox News the next, like the next mm, day. Yeah, I'm sure Chris Evans has some. To tweet about that because <laughs> Chris Evans be fucking like sniping people with his text, his uh, his tweets. Yeah, he becomes Captain America for his tweets. But even still, part of me is like, you say don't use our characters for political purposes. Captain America is all political. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you don't want to fucking attach Captain well, no, I, America. No, I get it. I get it. To some I'm random like, dude's political agenda. No, I don't. I'll say, I was like, I, that's what I, Captain America's against. Yeah, I'm like, I get it, but at the same time, it's like. Captain America is all about politics. Theoretically, but his whole thing is like he doesn't trust people like this because people have like this have agendas and their agendas change. Captain America made a whole speech about this. <laughs> he didn't make the speech in the movie. Uh, Sharon Carter did, <laughs> which was trash. Speaking of trash, do you look cool at least? They, they show a picture of him. They don't show a picture of him. Uh, okay, <laughs> I guess if we show a picture, he'd be sued. <laughs> But speaking of trash, uh, it turns out that the rumor was true, which we thought wasn't going to happen. What? Michael B. Jordan has actually been in talks with Warner Brothers. To be Superman? To be Superman. Poor Henry Cavill. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, you got Henry Cavill on the other side being like, I have not given up on this character. That just sounds like somebody now. Like Now that sounds like somebody who has been... Like the role's been taken from them, and they don't have control of the character at all, especially if Michael B. Jordan's trying to take the character. Because if I was well, says Warner Jordan, Brothers... Jordan reportedly isn't ready to commit to playing Superman because of WB's lack of commitment to the character, but they have had meetings about... Because 
his his interpretation of what he would like to do. Yes. But yes. as of right now, they're saying, yeah, we're not looking to uh, do a Superman movie right now, but for the future, maybe. You know. mm. And with that said, uh, Henry Cavill has come out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And said he still wants to play Superman. He's not done with the role yet. That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm still making it official. But I'm uh, like, it's not up to you, bro. Yeah, dude. It's like that sad meme. You know that meme of uh, the guy from The Simpsons playing Frisbee by himself? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's Henry Cavill right now. Yeah. And you're the Witcher now, too. Like It doesn't seem like you really have any stakes in this basket. Eggs in this basket? Stakes in this game? Whatever. <laughs> I mean, what if The Witcher doesn't? take off what if it's trash and it very well might be but i don't it feel could, like he be, has could be bright <laughs> i don't feel like he has superman as a safety net though <laughs> nope yeah i feel like they've given up on that but uh i'm for a rehaul if, if they were to cast michael b jordan as like valzad superman i don't care if it's valzad i don't want him as superman why no not michael b jordan no superman make somebody else who valzad who would you cast as superman Here's your here's your a chance for a dream casting as Superman, black guy. Go, Valzad. Uh, Zac I think Ef- you just elbowed Zach Efron. <laughs> Zach Efron is Valzad. Good job. <laughs> I think he's just Elba's too old. He's like fifty. I don't mean Valzad is like in his twenties. I don't mean a young Valzad, like an old Valzad. No, fuck that. I want a young Valzad. Oh, okay. Um, just came out the womb. <laughs> just came out. <laughs> Baby Zod. Hey, babies are in right now. Airy. I don't know enough really like young no. chiseled chinned Joven Adepo. Who's that? Uh Hooded Justice. The guy? Yeah. The young guy? Yeah. He doesn't have the jaw for me to be Superman. Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> Give him a jaw. It's very important. That jaw is a very important feature. Valzad doesn't have a jaw. Yeah, he does. Does he? Yeah, Val, you, what do you mean, does he? You you cosplay this character. Yeah, he does. Yeah, his jaw is massive. <laughs> that is like the one requirement for Superman. You gotta have a massive chin. Here comes the crimson chin. Oh, yeah, I guess he does have a big jaw. Yeah, you gotta have a big chin to be Superman. That's like the one requirement. He has a big chin. I'm trying to think. I don't know enough black actors. That's fucking sad. Racist. It is. It's not okay. That's what that's what problem with Hollywood is. There's not a, a big enough pool of prominent black actors for me just to think about top of my head. I'm gonna look this shit up right now. <laughs> Continue. Uh, Trevante Rhodes. Who? But I want him to be Green Lantern though. Oh, that guy, the one that you showed me before. Yeah. 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 He. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna look that up. Keep telling him. Um. Oh, also with that, so all this talk about not wanting to do a sequel and him not being a fan of sequels and they have no plans for it. Well, when your property makes a billion dollars, you're doing a fucking sequel. So yeah, Todd Phillips and the Joker and Joaquin Phoenix. It's official that they're coming back for a Joker too. I don't want it. You don't know what it is yet. I still don't want it. <laughs> well, you're just closed-minded. <laughs> you don't even know. Because I'm like, yeah, granted, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, what can they possibly do? He's. We talked about this before. He's not 
menacing enough to take out a Batman. Time are they, are they going to do Batman? Is this going to conflict with the Batman that's already coming out? Maybe. I don't know. Exactly. Time so. skip. We don't know. That's I, I can't judge it until I know what's actually. Well, about. I'm judging it. Well, <laughs> otherwise, what are we on this podcast for? <laughs> Judgment. That's what. So I typed in young adult black actors. You know what the first result is on Google? Michael B. Jordan. No. Uh, I wish that that should be like. All right, I can see that. Who? <laughs> Jaden Smith. Ew. Uh, yeah, it's like of all people, that's the first one. <laughs> But also with that, because of the success of the Joker, they're saying, uh, according to Variety, uh, Warner Brothers is now really looking at trying to do uh, spinoff movies for their other villains. I mean, they already got the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, My Country, Tis of the Harley Quinn movie coming out. (laughs) But perhaps they might do a Riddler spinoff movie. They might do a penguin solo movie. They might is do it, a is this Catwoman solo movie. No, that's not Black Manta. You fucking racist. Well, then he's pretty good. He's he a looks, young. Looks nothing like Black Manta. He looks like Black Manta's son or something. He looks nothing like Yaya Abdul Mateen. Mm, I don't know. His name's also kind of like that. That's racist. Dio Okinyi. Okinyi. That could be our uh, listener. Oh my god, it is him. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Dio. <laughs> I think it's about. I can be Balzad. Yeah. Mid-20s. Anyway. The point is, it exists. There are black actors that can do those roles. Hollywood. <laughs> no, it's going to be uh, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson is the first black Superman. Oh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> oh, God. We'll get to that later. What does that mean? But uh, you'll find out. <laughs> but yeah, so they're looking to fast track more solo villain movies because of how well the Joker did. So my question Great, for you can't wait. My question for you is: doesn't have to be a Batman villain. Who would you want to see at DC? <laughs> Who would you want to see them do a solo movie for DC? DC villain? Like I said, doesn't have to be Batman or Pat. I mean, the next obvious choice Pat-Man. is Lex Luthor or Pattinson. I think you could do a pretty good Lex. I, I think you could do a good Lex Luthor movie. Or Bat Pat. Bat Pat. <laughs> no, I think Lex Luthor. And then you could do a good one. We read that comic. The Lex Luthor comic. Or Robat. You're still on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, remember we read that Lex Luthor comic before uh, BBS? Or before Justice League? Before something. I forgot what it was. Remember? Lex Luthor? Solo comic? Was that you? Or was that... I'm like, that is not no. <laughs> maybe that was... Maybe that was... Maybe that was BBS. And I was like, with Javon and an Asian shit. Was that long ago? Actually, I think it was. Now I'm saying it. So if you want to hear what I'm talking about, guys, go sure. back to episode nine or something like, of trash. the podcast. <laughs> something like super early. Yeah, wasn't it you? No, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I was your other bitch <laughs> cheating on me. Is this other gay friend that you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, what would you say? I would like to see a solo movie. About Lucifer. No, they already got the shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, Call it Luthor. Other than Luthor, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> Catwoman. Um, no, <laughs> I would before. like to see uh, Raish. Oh, yeah. Or a Vandal Savage movie. That'd be interesting, too. Yeah. Because you get to go through time. Yeah. Mm. 
I dig that. Either of those three options I like. Okay. Mine's the best, though. <laughs> Luther was the best. No, Vandal Savage is better. Who's his... Does he have... Like, who's his villains? The Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole Justice League is going to be in the movie? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just think a Luther movie would be cool because you get to see Superman from the outside. Or the villain is time or whatever. You see him rise... Because he wasn't always like Vandal Savage. He was like a lowly caveman yeah. that grows up. Vandal nice guy before he became savage. Yeah. <laughs> or his name started out as Ben. It was? Then he became Vandal. Was you know, it? You no. Know. Oh. Ben, ben Savage is the guy from Boy Meets World. No. Oh. <laughs> but speaking of our villains, uh, this guy looks familiar. I know his face, but I can't. Uh, I'm about to show you like you know faces. You're a terrible face person, but... Oh, that's the guy from Ant-Man. And was he Ant-Man? Who did he play Ant-Man? He's the the Baba Yaga. Remember that guy? The Baba Yaga. That's John Wick. No, but remember in Ant-Man 2 that when they were telling the story... It's one of Ant-Man's friends. I don't know, but anyway... Remember he's he- got three friends? One's T.I., one's Lewis, and the third one? He's the third one. He looks too, he looks kind of old to be the third. For, I don't think that's him. What's his name? That's not John him. Turturro? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. That's oh, not, no, I am wrong. I was oh, like, I'm that's racist. not him. That's uh, the guy from Transformers. I don't know. But anyway, he's playing Carmine. Oh, you know the guy from Transformers. I don't remember. But he's playing wow. Carmine Falcone in the uh, new Batman movie. But I do remember his face. But yeah, Carmine Falcone. So it kind of makes me wonder what... Because like, what are they doing with this movie? I don't know. I mean, he's... I mean, I haven't seen him in a lot of things. Is he always comedic? I don't remember. I just know his face looks familiar. But speaking of somebody looking familiar, Idris Alba is doing a Netflix movie called The Harder They Fall, and it's basically an all-black western. Hmm. Interesting. Follows an outlaw who embarks on a quest for vengeance after he finds out that the man who killed his parents is being released from prison. Alba plays a murderer who, according to Deadline, uh, oh no, that's all. Yeah, he remember when Bumblebee Al- peed on him? A murderer. Bumblebee peed on him. Transformers one. No. How, how do you not remember that? <laughs> but yes, all black western. Sign me up. Okay. Just like uh, Harlem Nights, which I know you didn't see. It wasn't a western, but it was like an all black gangster movie. Because racist. <laughs> Harlem Nights is a classic. Oh. Talk about, oh, I don't know any black people. I wonder why. I guess you don't watch black movies. It's too black. What? I had to bring that back. You see a lot of classics. There's a lot of classics you haven't seen. But then I've seen the black ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't deny that. Uh, it's too black. How do you, you've never seen Harlem. You disgust me. Wow. Because you have seen that movie? Yes. Have you seen Pro- Do the Right Thing? F- yes, I have. Fuck. I'm sure there's a black movie that I've seen that you haven't seen. I just can't think of one right now. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Come on. I can't think of that many. I haven't seen that many. <laughs> now, if you say something like... Hurt my own case. If you say something like juice, I'm like, no, I have fucking juice. Have you seen juice? <laughs> I haven't seen juice either. Exactly. I'm like, have you seen juice? <laughs> Trash. <laughs> have you seen Coming to America? Yeah. Well, first of all, you want to see the new ones. You're crazy. <laughs> uh, what's love got to do with it? That's not love and basketball, right? No. <laughs> okay, no, then no. Trash. Love and basketball? I've seen that one. I've been forced to watch that one. You had to be forced? Yeah. To watch black people on screen? 
<laughs> yeah, that's why. Like, oh yeah, my god, it, is that three or more black people on screen? Two black. Ah, oh, I can't deal with it. Um, a thin line between love and hate. No, I've seen it. Color purple. I'm getting more and more disgusted. <laughs> yeah, co- color purple. Yeah, I've seen color purple parts of it. I don't remember it though. <laughs> so, I was also forced to watch that. Sister Act one and two. Yes. The fact that you I don't think, remember. The fact that you had to think about that. I'm trying to remember what the, happened in the second one. They went to the school. How do you not fucking remember Sister Act? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Poetic justice. I don't think so. Janet Jackson and Tupac? No, definitely not. Definitely not. I'm leaving. Have you seen Have you seen Spaceballs? That's not fucking black. <laughs> have you though? Have you seen Guyver? These are all weird things. Have I've you seen, seen Eve's Bayou? What the fuck is that? <laughs> A thin line between love. I, th- I think I said that already. A yeah. thin line between love and hate. No. Big Mama's House. I've seen that. That's a black. You consider that a black movie? I'm like, I don't know what your what your line here is. <laughs> I just don't seek out movies that. How are Stella like got her? I don't seek out movies with black people. That's what you say. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> How Stella got her groove back? No, I know of it. The Best Man. Mm-mm. <laughs> we can do this all day. I, I guarantee you, ninety percent of the movies you can list are black movies. I'll be like, I straight out of Compton, the new one. There's only one. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> Have you seen Fry? Okay, this will determine whether I come back next week. <laughs> Have you seen Friday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday. Okay. I haven't seen any of the other ones. Though. We got, we got them, guys. For like Friday after next. Well, no, I haven't seen those either. Oh, okay, yeah. I've, I've seen Friday least- though. I don't count those. Dang. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm coming back next week. <laughs> I was this close, you guys. <laughs> Nutty Professor? Yeah. I mean, without getting into comedies. Like, the comedies I've probably seen more of. But when it comes to, like, the heavy stuff, I haven't seen a lot of those. <laughs> he's, looking, he's looking at his collection of movies. <laughs> uh, school Days. That's Spike Lee. Mm-mm. Like days as in D-A-Z-E? D-A-Z-E. No. Haven't. I don't know why I had to clarify it and say no, but no, I haven't. <laughs> Do you mean D-A-Y-S or D-A-Z-E? I've seen neither. <laughs> you disgust me. <laughs> oh, yeah? Have you seen... Something? <laughs> yes, I have seen something. <laughs> what was that one with Sandra Bullock and the black kid? That was like... A oh, total that's, lie. That's, that's a black movie? No, it's not. But it's like, that, that's a shot. The, the Titans? Hmm? Have you seen that? I Am Legend? Yeah, I've seen I Am Legend. That's not a black movie. That's Will Smith. Come on. He, what is Will Smith? He's black. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count, though. I've seen the mainstream he's the only black. He's, he's the only black person in the movie. <laughs> only person in the movie. What was it called? The Blind Spot. Blind Spot, I yeah. I watch that trash. Yeah, I heard. After, I love that movie, but then after the fact, people were like, you know, it was all a lie, right? It was all just whitewashing bullshit. I was like, what? <laughs> I was lied to? Uh, You're still thinking about movies? Move. Next thing. <laughs> Next no, topic. No, Have you seen Malcolm X? With Denzel Washington, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I don't remember a lot of it. That was uh, though, I've seen a lot of movies in like school. So that was a movie I saw in school. 
That one, Roots. I'm sure there were others I'm not thinking about. Trash. <laughs> hey, man, I've seen all of Roots. I put in my time. <laughs> Speaking of trash, uh, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy basically came out. Because remember I mentioned uh, George, George Lucas's comments about not being a fan of uh, The Force Awakens. He's like, there's nothing new. Mm-hmm. And so she came out and uh, finally spoke about it. And she said, look, personally, I've had a relationship with George going all the way back to us meeting before making Raiders of the Lost Ark. So this is a long 35 plus years. So there, so this is a long 35 plus years that I've known George and I continue to be very, very good friends with George. And I think there's plenty of examples where people create something that is fundamental to who they are, where it's difficult letting go and watching that become something different. So I think initially that was difficult for George. I don't think he anticipated how hard that would be. And JJ came into it with such enthusiasm and frankly reverence for Star Wars and for George and had to find what was personal for him. He had to make it his own. Every director who comes into a movie has to make something their own. <coughs> Mike's dying. And because because of what you said. <laughs> Not <coughs> black enough. <laughs> and have to find themselves in the storytelling. And then that's going to become a different point of view. And I think that's all George was reacting to. I wait. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Don't lie. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, all these comments are like just fire her <laughs> i mean she kind of has been right no she hasn't been fired i mean she's isn't kevin feige replacing her yeah but it says the kevin feige movie is not coming for anytime soon yeah I mean, but isn't star wars being put on pause he just got promoted to fucking head of marvel head of whatever <laughs> i mean then she just released some new comments too about i have a feeling after the rise of skywalker she's gonna like step down mm. Did you see those comments? I don't know if this is your news too, but she was talking about how it's the difficulties of making a Star Wars movie that's not based, like now it's not based on anything. It's no like comic lore to pull from or books yeah, to pull from. Yeah, I saw that, but I was Fucking like... stupid. But I was like... <laughs> Use your imagination, I forgot bitch. about that, but I was, yeah, I, I was like, to forgive her, because people were freaking out about that. They're like, what do you mean? All the comics? I was like, no, I think she's talking about specifically this new trilogy. There are no comics about this new trilogy. Yeah. Or books that take place in this era. All the books and comics take place during like the Clone Wars. But that doesn't make any sense because none of them, none of them had books. None of them. Well, none of them had books, so they had books. But you know, it, it, the books came after the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like none of them had source material to pull from. It's all imagination <laughs> and pre planning. Give George Lucas all the shit you want, but fuck, he at least pre planned the trilogy, the, the prequel trilogy. He had a he had a, a, a beginning, middle, and end. Well, she pre-planned it too. She pre-planned to have J.J. Abrams do one movie, Ryan Johnson <laughs> do another movie, and Colin Trevorrow. Wait, no, Ryan Johnson again. No, wait. <laughs> so what? What's the the story? The what now? <laughs> no, you guys just the story takes it takes place twenty years later. That's all you need yeah. to know. Everyone knows every good story is created by a committee and by passing a baton to the next person. No. <laughs> like, granted, her job is not to make a good movie. She's the head of Lucasfilm. Her job is to be able to meet with and hire the right people to make this Star Wars property happen. But at least have them all be on this. If you're going to have a different director do a different movie, because, like, the person that did Thor 1 isn't the same person that did Thor 2 isn't the same person that did Thor 3. The person mm -hmm. that did Captain America isn't the same person that did Captain America 2, yeah. Winter Soldier. 
At it takes ha- a really good writer slash director to have the insight to take things that they didn't write and incorporate them in a way in their you know in their work to make it seem like it all connects. Yeah, like Joss Whedon did the first two Avengers, but then the Russo brothers took over. So at least, but they were all still on the same page. They still met with each other. They still had mm. conversations going on. Even- or the Russo brothers also had enough respect for the 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 writing or creations of the other people to kind of use that as a jumping off point for whatever they were doing. Yeah. As opposed to Ryan Johnson, who's like, fuck all that shit. <laughs> even JJ Abrams was like, yeah, I would probably wouldn't have did that, but <laughs> no one would <laughs> because he ended the trilogy in the second movie. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, fucking asshole. But uh, speaking of pre-planning, uh, which I'm just like, how is this going to work? But apparently, uh, it's a rumor, but probably going to happen. But the the Lois and the Superman and Lois uh, TV show that's coming out, okay, there is conversations and talks to have Damian Wayne in it because they already mentioned that Jonathan Kent's going to be in it. Another way to have Batman, Super Sons. But it's like, is this a Superman show or a Super Sun show? Well, there's that. But then I was like. How does this work that you literally have Batman's kid but not Batman. in the show, but not Batman? And you can't have Batman in the show because then that fucks up the whole premise Batwoman. of Batwoman of he disappeared. But is that a different world still? No, it can't be. It's a different world because Carl Supergirl's not from the same world as Batwoman. Yes. Well, no, well, no. Batwoman's from Flash and, and Barry's world. Kara's from a different world. She's, like, she's out of her own world. Same thing with Black Lightning. It's stupid. It is stupid. I mean, I mean, maybe after Crisis, it's gonna make everything one world. Possible. Probably should be that. So I guess in that world, there's a Batman. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like why? Why are you still trying to pull on Batman's cow to make this? You already got Superman. Like, do you still need Batman? Like, no, it's gotta have Batman no matter what. Do you have Superman though? Because Superman's a jobber. (laughs) But anyway. Speaking of pulling on somebody's cow. <laughs> Every episode he's his ass beat and Supergirl comes in the safe. Pretty much. That's how his, Supergirl that's how, help! <laughs> that's how his show's going to be. But anyway, speaking of pulling on somebody's cow, so Elizabeth Banks is working on setting to star and direct in not the invisible man, but the invisible woman. What? But then... Aren't they just now coming out with an Invisible Man movie? Like there's a like there's like a trailer or something for an Invisible like a Invisible Man movie. Uh yes. So why the fuck are we getting an Invisible Woman? Also, didn't Elizabeth Banks just create the Charlie's Angel movie? Yes. She needs to fucking stop. Because <laughs> clearly there's a theme here: women, 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 women. It's not fucking working. <laughs> so you need to fucking just find something else. <laughs> More women things. I mean, that's not the problem, but... Well, it seems like that's her pattern. But that's what I was going to say. You want to make properties for like... like You want to make prop- more properties for women? Go ahead. I mean, even like Jordan Peele say, I'm not hiring white people in my movies. Like, I'm, Or as the lead. I'm not hiring them as the lead. Yeah, well, but Invisible Woman's not the property to do. But I was just about to say, like... <laughs> You know what would be great? Do for, something else. You know what's great for female empowerment, Michael? A movie about a woman you can't see. <laughs> like, what? 
Well, not even just that, but then empowered. <laughs> but, not, but, not, but not even just that, but just the idea of taking the Invisible Man and uh, no, it's not the Invisible Man. It's the same thing, but it's the Invisible. I was like, yeah, wait, why is this about Sue Storm? That's the only Invisible Woman I want to see. Now that's a movie I can get behind. Yeah. <laughs> now for making a solo Invisible Woman movie, all right, <laughs> I can get behind that because like even in her solo comic is pretty. Her solo comic is pretty good, but it's not though. It's just Invisible Man, but a woman. Yeah. And if it doesn't succeed, she's going to be the she's first gonna, one. It's going to be men's fault. Yeah, she's like, oh, because men, they can't, they're, they're all scared of a strong, invisible woman. But with that, so final news tidbit. So, Harriet was just in theaters recently. We didn't see it. No, because we're racist. Yeah, we're racist. And we're afraid of strong women. But uh, according to the, was it the showrunner? The, not showrunner, because it wasn't a show. Uh, according to the screenwriter, Gregory Allen Howard, because he, uh, they, he was trying, he's been trying to pitch this movie for the last twenty plus years, and it finally came out in twenty nineteen. But in one of the pitch meetings for Harriet. They wanted a particular actress to play the role of Harriet Tubman. Oh, this I did hear about. And it who was, was it? And it wasn't who you would suspect, considering you mean a black the person. Yeah. <laughs> considering the legacy of Harriet Tubman. Some executive was like, they wanted. Yeah, Harriet Tubman. They wanted Julia Roberts. Julia to play Harriet Tubman. Roberts. Julia Roberts, a white woman. I wanted names. I wanted to know who was the executive that said that. Well, he's not going to say that. So we can fire them from everything ever. Who would say that? That's like a, hey, let's do a, a Martin Luther King movie. Let's get Tom Hanks to play Martin Luther King. It's like, what? But yeah, so he says, then president of studio sub-label, uh, pra- he praised the script, but then suggested Roberts play Tupman. He said, fortunately, there was one black person in the studio meeting 25 years ago who told him one black person Harriet Tubman was a black woman and the the president replied the president replied with this statement that was so long ago no one would know that we live in an age where we have the internet yeah like we have all the information at our fingertips not only just that but Harriet Tubman is usually one of the one prominent black figures that they talk about during Black History Month. She's like the Harriet Tubman and Dr. King are like the only, and Rosa Parks are yeah, like those the only, three. And, the, the trifecta. and they'll briefly mention Malcolm X. Those are the only people that they usually mention My during thing Black is, History Month. Why do they have to say there was one black person in the room? There wasn't any white people or any anyone else that was like, but Harriet Tubman's black, you guys. <laughs> like, fuck, you shouldn't have to have a black person in the room for that. It shouldn't have to be anybody else with logic. <laughs> This is the reason racism still exists. White people don't want to put themselves in those types of situations. It's fucking ridiculous. Otherwise, there would be no race because getting rid of racism isn't up to us. Yeah. We're not the ones that created it. We're not. We can't be the ones that stop it. That's why. I, that's why I mentioned before. Like white people check your family. That seems to be something going around too. It's I saw- the same thing with like cops. Oh, there are a lot of good. Just don't vilify all cops. There are a whole bunch of good cops. Just because there's some bad apples doesn't mean it's the, an, an amalgamation of the whole police force. But it's like, yeah, but what are these good cops doing? If they, if the good cops outnumber all the bad cops, your silence equals complacency. Yeah, it's all that going around. Like with the the Cosby community right now, seems like a lot of 
like there's like a, some message going on on Instagram of like, yeah, we need our white cosplayers to start defending our black cosplayers or our cosplayers of color because. Like just being on the sidelines and saying nothing while you see us being blasted or online. Give a silent support, like, oh yeah, I'm for you, but yeah, then you and don't... DMs and shit like that. Like, oh, it's yeah, fucking ridiculous. You don't put yourself in the line of fire because yeah. you have the privilege not doing that. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, but white privilege doesn't exist, Michael. Remember that? No, it doesn't. <laughs> white privilege does not exist. But yeah, I yeah, be accountable. That's fucking ridiculous. How is that a real thing? That seems like a joke. <laughs> it seems like no, someone it's made not a joke. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. <laughs> Man, I've heard plenty of white people say stuff to me like, oh, yeah, my grandmother, thanks. Oh, I don't want to deal with my uncle during Thanksgiving. It's like, it's super racist. Do you say anything? So say something. Yeah, do you say anything? No, he's old or whatever. He's setting his way. Or I don't feel like dealing with that. It's like, yeah, but when he gets out into the real world and runs into me, I got to deal with it. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. So that's the end of the news. We're going to end on... Ridiculous racism. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. No, fuck white people. <laughs> so you're sitting down with your family, eating your turkey dinner. Remember, fuck white people. <laughs> yeah. Be thankful for that. Yeah, that's what the Native Americans want you to think. <laughs> Hashtag, I'm still voting for Bernie Sanders. But he's not white, he's Jewish. No Yang Gang? Yang Gang? Yang is number three on my list. Oh, racism. <laughs> Who's number two? Elizabeth Warren. I don't know enough about politics to say what no, race she is. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren is white. So you got two white people before a, a minority? Racism. It's about the policies. Is it? Otherwise, I could just vote for Cory Booker. <laughs> Cory Booker's black. <laughs> or Kamala Harris. She's a black woman. Her policies You suck. hearing this, guys? You hearing this? Policies, black liberation? Policies. But does he vote for black liberation? No. <laughs> I voted for Obama twice. <laughs> oh, it just makes it all better, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys Well that was This week's episode Of Blurry Vision Hopefully If you're out there And you're old enough to vote Vote for Bernie Sanders <laughs> so We're spoken by A true black liberalist <laughs> But we here at Blurry Vision Don't endorse Any political candidate Officially These opinions Do not represent Blurred Vision Community as a whole Or Jordan These are just Michael's comments mm. So Thank you for the disclaimer Yeah The only politician I support Is Captain America himself <laughs> Don't sue us Hashtag no, not November is almost over. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Even though I'm not participating. So. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, for those of you that are. <laughs> so I guess that's it. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Uh, hopefully we'll be releasing a Patreon episode on something before the end of this month. Stay tuned for that. Maybe. If we meet. Possibly. Hopefully. No, sound too sure. It's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I, I'd be certain, but you... With your fucking, oh, I'm busy because I'm masturbating too much or something, whatever you're doing. I mean, I could always do that while we're recording, so. Please don't. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants as it is right now, so. Welcome to the Patreon episode, guys. Michael is jerking his dick right now, but we're going to continue the episode anyway. And I just announced that I'm trans, so Jordan's going to blow me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, guys. So, we'll see y'all next week, which is, what was the thing? Next week, the ring review? Knives Out and Queen and Slim. There's no and. (laughs) There's one or the other. And Queen and Slim. Oh, my God. No, what you need to do is fucking watch Doctor Sleep, you motherfucker. That's what you need to do. Mm, I'm moving on. Okay. (laughs) It's a good movie, son of a bitch. I've gone into the unknown. Uh, Into the unknown. Not better than Frozen What? And that's been this week's episode of Blood Version. We'll see. The story is better. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. The story was... You're trash. And we will see you. <laughs>
What are you playing? Reindeer are better than people. You don't even remember this song. <laughs> <laughs> now you're playing the Kristoff song or whatever. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's been this week's episode of Better Vision. I've been your host, Jordan, with Michael. And we will see you next week. Yes, Jordan, get the fuck out so I can go play Star Wars. Okay. Well, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a voice You're just a ringing in my ear And if I heard you, which I don't And spoken for, I fear Everyone I've ever loved is here within these walls I'm sorry, secret siren, but I'm blocking out your calls I've had my adventure, I don't need something new I am afraid of what I'm risking if I follow you into the unknown